Welcome to 2018. It is Game Face. It is the first episode of the new year. Happy New Year to all of you. Hope you guys had a great holiday season, a great New Year's Eve. Matt, how was your Christmas and everything? All right. Had a trip up north. I actually went to your old neighborhood, Alameda. Oh, really? For a, uh, to go to a pinball museum. <laughs> went through the tunnel, huh? Yep. <laughs> a uh, pinball museum. Oh, cool. Uh, that place has changed a lot. I've heard, I talked to somebody about Alameda like three months ago and they're like, you wouldn't even recognize it. Yeah, well, the last time I was there was probably to go see you. And yeah. it, like, it was basically like a flat plane with nothing of despair. There. With a little strip mall yeah. at the one no, end. No, this is like, it's, a, it's like stepping back in time. It's like everything's like, it's like, is a bustling downtown and artists and everything. And, really? And there's like, there's like <laughs> restaurants everywhere and like wow. great Asian food. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a completely different place. I figured that might happen. Like when I lived there, it was like overflow people who couldn't find yeah. a place in San Francisco live there. And it was like the land that time forgot. Yeah. Like you went through that tunnel and it seemed like you went through like a time warp. Yeah, but I figured as the rent in San Francisco continued to mm -hmm. grow, that people would get shoved out there. And one thing I will say about Alameda is that it is always 10 degrees warmer there than it is hmm. in Oakland and probably like 15 warmer than the, than uh, San Francisco. So can't say nice. I missed it too much, but good to hear us change a little nice. bit. It was nice. And they have a, they have a pinball uh, uh, museum that like a lot of stuff, like going back to the four, I remember holding wow. the 40s and 50s and 60s stuff and uh, there's a couple of machines I didn't think were very well maintained, but like overall, it was nice to play Twilight Zone and, and all those old old games again. What was your favorite Christmas gift you got? Um, hmm. I don't know. I didn't get a whole lot. I didn't either. <laughs> I got like really nothing. Uh, I got like two Christmas gifts, really. I think, uh, I mean, I got like Okami HD, which was fun to play through, but, uh, you know. Uh, everybody got me like house, you know, housewarming Makes stuff sense. more or less. So. I got Steam Link and a, uh, and a new mouse. Steam Link's good. I w I've been pretty impressed with it. It's, mm -hmm. I, in fact, I'm thinking about doing like a little video feature that I'll put up on the site about it. But just like Cribnode's version is, uh, I like it just for sending my screen of my PC out to my television. Uh, actually playing games through Steam on it, eh. Like I try to play PUBG, and it, there's lots of like hitches and like frame rate problems, and it, I don't know. It, are, you, I, are you wired or are you... it is hardwired? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have like those things that you plug into the outlet, right? Um, and then that goes into a router, and then out of the router into the Steam Link. But I mean, all my consoles work great uh, with that setup. But for whatever reason, it's kind of stuttery uh, with Steam Link. Still a really cool piece of technology, and I think. My mom got it for me. I think she got it for like ten dollars. Like, yeah, they're they're nothing. Steam Link is like dirt. I think what happened is Amazon just bought like a metric ton of them, and we're just like, what are we gonna do with these things? And they just keep discounting them. So it's pretty cool. Um, and I got a new mouse, which uh, isn't here. It's at home. Uh, I got like a Logitech like gaming mouse, which helps me with work and a bunch of other stuff as well. So hope you guys got everything that you wanted for the holiday season, or at least some of the stuff that you wanted. Everything maybe is a tall order. Um, but here we are, it's 2018, it is the first episode of Game Face, and we're going to do our annual year preview. Um, we're not going to tackle it all this week. Uh, I look back last year and I realized like we did like 
the big three, and then we did like multi-platform, and and the the multi-platform part of it is so big. I feel like it's something we're going to put in next week's show. So mm. we're going to preview all three of the consoles and kind of give you a rundown, a landscape of what to expect from each one of those uh, over the next 12 months. A couple fun things we're going to give our predictions for 2018 are. 2018 gaming resolutions, things we want to change about our gaming habits in 2018. Uh, and the other thing I should say is I want to apologize. Uh, over the holiday, we updated our TriCaster, the firmware on our TriCaster, and for whatever reason now, it will not stream on Twitch. And we messed around with it for like an hour, and finally we just decided to record the show live to tape and then archive it for you guys. So I apologize to those of you who enjoy watching the stream live and having kind of that back and forth and the live Q&A at the end of the show. But unfortunately, we're having technical issues. We hope to be back on Twitch next week. If we can't figure it out, we may start streaming on YouTube instead, which I would prefer not to do. But uh, we'll see what we can get sorted out. But in the interest of time, we need to get the show going. So let's get on with Game Face for 2018. Uh, first, we're going to talk about Nintendo. Oh my, what a year Nintendo had in 2017. Uh, stellar, mm-hmm. un- uh, way better than I ever thought. We'll get to we'll get to our predictions from last year later on when we talk about our predictions from this year. But I had a prediction about Switch that ended up being horribly, horribly wrong and inaccurate. Uh, but it's, it was a great year for them last year. Easy to have a good year when you have both Mario and Zelda releasing in the same year. Uh, so it's not that big of a surprise to me that it did well. How well it did is, but not that mm-hmm. it actually did well. Uh, but Switch is pretty much a phenomenon at this point. When I flew back to the East Coast. There were at least three people on my flight out there that had Switches. On my way back, when I went to the bathroom, I saw another three or four people with Switches playing them in their seats. Uh, It's turned into a thing. Um, And a thing that you're seeing a lot of casual folks using, which kind of harkens back to the Wii a little bit. Actually outselling the Wii. Nintendo announced uh, yesterday that it's the best-selling console in U.S. history for the first Fastest, yeah. yeah, for the first 10 months or 10 and a half months or whatever. Yeah, I mean, part of that is because uh, you couldn't buy the Wii for months on right. end because they didn't have any. Yeah, there were supply constraints. So they've done, they've done better at feeding the beast on this one. Yep, absolutely. Got to strike while the iron's hot. And Nintendo has done a pretty good job of feeding the channels with that product. Now we're looking ahead. Here's where the proof, the, the rubber hits the road, so to speak. 2018. Uh, the newness of the platform is worn off. A lot of people who maybe bought it as a novelty have got it now. At least the vast majority of those people have. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where Nintendo really has to kind of earn its customers. And this is where Nintendo has had a problem uh, with the Wii, U, the Wii U and with the Wii to a certain extent. Um, aside from people just buying the Wii for Wii Sports or whatever. Once it really came down to, okay, now you need to give us enough relevant software to get people to keep purchasing it. That's where Nintendo's kind of fallen on its face over the last couple generations. So, well, hopefully they can refocus because, like, part of the problem with the Wii was they started trying to court the people that made the Wii a phenomenon, right. Who were not gamers. They, they weren't going to buy any more. Games. They weren't going to buy any more software, and then they left basically the people that had supported them for years out in the cold, with the exception. I mean, every once in a while you got a Mario Galaxy a or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I always remember when it comes to, to Nintendo's, you know, kind of follow up release schedule stuff, I always remember Keeley asking Reggie where are the games after their E3 presentation the following year, after they, you know, I think it was 2006, Yeah. and, you know, there was nothing in that, really, and Reggie's like, what are you talking about? We gave you Animal Crossing, and Keeley's like, bro. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's like, not going to get it done. <laughs> so, you, you hope they've learned from that, but we'll, you know, we'll see what we've got moving forward. There yep. should be a Direct coming up pretty soon. Well, so, what we're going to do with each one of these, which with each of the big three platforms, console-wise anyway, 
is we're going to go through the list of announced exclusives for each one. And then we'll do multi-platform stuff in next, week, next week's episode. Um, but let's start going through Nintendo's software lineup of announced stuff so far. Again, there probably is going to be a Direct pretty soon. Uh, Kirby Star Allies. That game was announced last year. Mm. So was it E3 that it was announced? I think so. And mm. it didn't have its subtitle. Now it does. Uh, looks like a pretty typical Kirby game. Yeah. It's like I, I struggle to kind of find the really hook for the game. really pump these things out. I mean, Kirby in general. There's like four Kirby games mm. in development right now. Yeah, I mean, it's clearly it's a multiplayer kind of Mario, new Mario Brothers sort of thing. That's cool, I Does guess. it move the needle for Nintendo? Not for me. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, in general. I don't think Kirby is, is a force to be reckoned with in that sense, really, no. It, it's, it's one of those, like, well, at least, I have, game. at least I have some software to play. Yeah, it keeps, like, the existing customers happy knowing that there's stuff, new stuff coming out. Kirby certainly is B and maybe C tier Nintendo character as far as sales are concerned mm. at least. Obviously, he has his fans as most Nintendo characters do. Uh, but I would say Kirby's probably pretty low on the totem pole for Nintendo software. Um, so I'm not expecting that to Kirby's probably not going to convince too many people to buy a Switch, I guess. No, I don't I don't think people have been waiting. <laughs> like, well, Mario and Zelda is cool, but I'm waiting not to see really if we get a Kirby game. Kirby game. Yeah, I don't I don't see that happening. Also, if you're a giant Kirby fan, like Mario Odyssey is a pretty good Kirby game yeah. from a certain point of view. Yeah, you're right. So. I mean, it really is just kind of borrows the whole Kirby concept of, hey, take the abilities of this or that or take over the mm. persona of this or that. Um, game looks pretty sharp, but... Yeah. Nintendo's found a good like kind of a good kind of house style for the power level of the Switch that keeps everything looking pretty sharp and 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 crisp. Yeah. So as long as you don't really go try to push it beyond that, like you're in a pretty good pretty good place right now, I think. Yep. Um, and then the other announced game for Switch that's announced to be coming this year is Yoshi for Switch. We have not got a subtitle for that yet. Mm -hmm. In fact, they've shown very little of it so far. We haven't seen a whole lot of footage from the game. Would in the hierarchy of Nintendo characters, where do you place Kirby and Yoshi? Which one's higher? No, oh, I put Kirby way higher than Yoshi. Kirby higher than Yoshi? Yeah. I mean, personally, yeah, I hate Yoshi. I, <laughs> You're not alone. Doesn't Jeff Gersman hate Yoshi too? I, I think, think so. I think yeah. he does. Yeah. No, I, I think Yoshi's stupid. Like I yeah. never like never liked Yoshi. I was always happy. I was actually kind of pleased that like in Mario World, uh, which is his first game, Mario World, uh, Mario hit him in the head to make him. <laughs> To make him spick, stick his tongue out, and right. everyone's like, "No, he's just pointing." It's like, and like, like last year, they actually they, finally they admitted, like, "Yeah, he's hitting it. He's he hitting, hitting Yoshi." Him. Yeah. Um, and I was like, "Well, well, who doesn't want to hit Yoshi?" <laughs> I mean, he does kind of have a unique ability. He eats stuff, and it turns into eggs. Sure, but it's like I just I don't find I never found him interesting. I uh, like when they try to turn him into something and make like, even like a character. Like, there's, yeah. who who is Yoshi? We know nothing. Yeah. I mean, He's uh, and then what, like what are Yoshi's motivations? Who cares? <laughs> he does care. Also, he, he's, he's they call him a he, but he lays eggs. Like we don't know what's going on. Yeah. There's a, a lot of weird point. shit happening here. Yeah. Um, Mar um, super, I mean, Yoshi's Island is a great game, but like in spite of yeah. me, and also in spite of the like that thing. Um, so I'm not saying he hasn't been in anything good, but I'm just saying like. Yoshi's Cookie 2 isn't going to get me to buy anything. Well, he, uh, we just got a little dose of him as well in Super Mario Odyssey. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I, again, I don't see a new Yoshi game moving the needle for the Switch. No. I, again, I don't think anyone's going to go to the store and be like, I'm buying the Switch for that new Yoshi game. No, it's just, it's just to keep something in the lineup. It's, it's, a, it's something to release that month. Yep. Uh, another game that was announced in the past year, Fire Emblem Switch. 
Uh, all we've seen for that is not even a logo. No. There was a Nintendo Direct where they just kind of popped up the, the generic Fire Emblem logo and just said that they're working on that. I honestly don't expect to see that game this year. Do you? Probably not. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I mean, who knows? Like, they, they pump those things out pretty fast. The formula is well-worn. Yeah. So, I mean, they could, but... Do they need to? I mean, they've already got a fire the Fire Emblem Warriors on the Switch. Like, I feel like maybe they're good for a while. But like, I wouldn't be surprised to see it this year. But I also wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't bet on it. We also just got Tokyo Mirage Sessions, which essentially was a Fire Emblem game for Wii U. And... It was crossed with Shin Megami Tensei. Yeah, but nobody played that. I'd yeah. be, I would be less surprised to see a remaster of that. I mean, I'm surprised because it sold so poorly, although I'd be really disappointed if they did this because I still have a sealed copy of Tokyo Mirage mm. Sessions. I wouldn't be surprised if they do a DX version of that for, mm. for Switch anyway because it came out so late in the Wii U's lifespan and it yeah. didn't sell especially well. It's new well. to just about everybody that owns a Switch. And it is a pretty good game as well, so I wouldn't be surprised if that's what we get. But they do say a new Fire Emblem game is on the way, but I'm thinking probably 2019 for that. Maybe. I mean, I... They surprised us with Xenoblade Chronicles, too. Yeah, I mean, again, <laughs> Fire Emblem... Also, Fire Emblem is, again, nothing to hinge your release schedule on. You're right. I mean, it's, it's, yep. I, I, I love the Fire Emblem games, but it's like, they're all... It's nice to have. Yep. Uh, and then there was one game that's actually kind of been building a lot of steam. It's a small game called Project Octopath Traveler. Mm-hmm. Um, is the square one? Yeah, it's been yeah. getting a lot of uh, good buzz, mostly with Otaku, not necessarily with the more... Mm-hmm mainstream crowd and they do they did like a free demo thing a while ago yep and it, that's when it really kind of exploded people got a chance to actually play it and uh, people have been really impressed with it uh, this might be one of those hidden gems kind of like golf story was last mm-hmm. year uh where people don't really expect much from it and then they actually get to play it and it's kind of it turns into a big deal it's a turn-based rpg very very japanese um but again is that the kind of game that moves mm-hmm. hardware no, but no. it's at least something unique that you can't get anywhere else, and it's like it's it's not going to like convince you to buy anything, but it's also maybe one of those things you would put on your pro list of yeah. reasons to buy something. It's like maybe I wouldn't buy it for this, but like if I had it, I would buy this kind of right. thing. You know, yeah. they're those like sort of mid-level things that like where it's like, well, I wouldn't put the money down just for this, but like the fact that I can then play this is kind of cool. You like know? a lot like Golf Story, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, Building a lot of buzz, but I don't think it's going to build a lot of sales for Switch. No, but I do think we'll see it this year, probably. Yep. Uh, here's one that I'm not 100% certain that we're going to see this year either, and that is No More Heroes Travis Strikes Again. Yeah, I don't think we'll see this this year at all. I mean... I mean, we might see it. It's finally, a, it's a Suda51 game, which... Which, know, <laughs> which, by all accounts, he hadn't even started when they when announced, it was announced it a year yeah. ago. So, no, I think this one's 2019 at best. So. You think at best? Takes takes two years to isn't make a it, game at least. Isn't it episodic though? I don't know. I thought it was episodic. Maybe. If that if that's the case, it might have a chance of maybe the first episode or two coming out this year. Uh, if not, you're right. I, I highly doubt that we would end up seeing this game. Um, I also, I would say the excitement for this game. I think I'm more excited for it than most people mm-hmm. uh, on Sifted. It hasn't earned especially well when also, with the debut it, trailer and everything. Did Suda do uh, Dark Dreams Don't Die? Was that him? No. Uh-uh. Was that who was that? I can't remember what the guy's name is. That was the other him. guy. That was the. That was the other strange the other weird, Japanese developer. That, yeah. that was the um, the Deadly Premonition guy. I believe. Yeah. It's not Suda though. I know that for sure. No. No. Right. But I don't know. Uh, I'm just saying episodic. Like hasn't worked out too well for that kind of thing, because like that just went through its first season and, and vanished. 
I mean, look, the first two No More Heroes games weren't huge hits anyway. I think the, the first one sold like half a million, I believe, and then the second one sold like half of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and now here we are at the third one. Now, granted, it, it's looking like, you know, the, the I wouldn't say the install base is going to be bigger on the Switch, but I think the audience for the Switch is going to be more receptive to a game like this than the audience for the Wii was. So... Maybe it has a chance of doing something. I mean, looking at the games we've talked about so far for Switch in 2018, to me, it's one of the more exciting ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the first one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I like the games personally. Didn't like the second one much, but uh, I'll play more if they're willing if they give it to me. But it's like I don't know. Like, there's, there's, we have so little information about how far along this thing is. Yeah. But we do have a trailer for it, which we can't yeah. say about a lot of the other games we're talking hmm. about. So we don't have trailers for a lot of these games at this point. That's not a good sign as far as them coming out this year. Um, And then third-party retreads. We're Mm -hmm. seeing a lot of that with Switch. Not a lot, but maybe more than I expected is a good way to put it. I I think most most third-party support seems to be this. Yeah, Wolfenstein 2 is probably the biggest third-party game on the way for Mm -hmm. Switch, at least in my estimation it would be. Uh, Great first-person shooter. Uh, Bethesda's already done a pretty good job porting some of the other stuff to Switch, obviously. There are some caveats. The Switch versions don't look as good as what you're getting on Xbox One and PS4, but that's okay. Um, I think that uh, Bethesda with Doom did a pretty good job of creating an experience that was faithful to Mm -hmm. the other version. It still felt like you were playing the same game, even though it wasn't running at 60 frames per second or whatever like the other ones were, and there weren't as many whiz-bang graphical effects in the Switch version. I still feel like the experience was pretty faithful to what you're getting on the other consoles. And then... The other big, semi-big third-party game for Switch is coming out as Dragon Quest Builders. Um, that was kind of a cult hit-ish game for... Mm-hmm. Did it ever come out on Xbox One? I don't remember, actually. I, remember. I know it came out for PS4 and Vita. I'm not sure if it ever hit Xbox One. I don't believe so. But it's basically a cross of RPG and Minecraft. Um, and it's one of the more unique ideas from last year as far as video games are concerned. Uh, but it didn't sell especially well in Japan or America. So again, you kind of wonder what the market is for that. But I think a lot of this is for Switch, it's an accumulation effect. Mm-hmm. It's, okay, these aren't blockbuster games. They're going to move a ton of hardware. But they're games that people who already have a Switch wouldn't mind picking up. Um, Maybe. I mean, some of this is like, I, I wonder what the sales are like on some of these ports where like, did did Doom sell well? Like, do we know? We never that? saw any number. I haven't seen any numbers like, about it. Who doesn't have that? Yeah. Who was interested already? It was. And like, here, here's the thing, though. It was way late. Like Doom, yeah. Skyrim, both way late on Switch. Wolfenstein, as long as they don't doesn't drag on too much into this year, will it still be kind of relevant by the time yeah, it comes I out for Switch. Wonder if, I wonder who's interested in that. Who doesn't have another platform that they've already played it on? It also appears that Wolfenstein. Unless you're real dedicated to playing everything portable. You're right. And it also appears that Wolfenstein did not sell especially well no. on PS4 and Xbox One, so... Clearly it's just all the Switch owners waiting to buy yeah, it that's... on the Switch. <laughs> Surely. They'd rather play it at 30 frames per second than 60. Yeah. You know, there's those people that want that cinematic look in their right. games or whatever. Uh, it is a great first-person shooter, though, and it is a little different than a lot of the stuff that's on the market. It certainly has a different tone. Um, and there's no multiplayer, which will fit right in on Switch, obviously, with its sort of anemic online modes, mm-hmm. or online options, so to speak. So, uh, so yeah, those are kind of the two big third-party games so far, which, what does that say about third-party support for Switch? Uh, if you ain't being paid to do it, you're not doing you're it not yet. You're not doing it, yeah. I mean, it's coming, I think, because, like, 
you know, clearly Capcom is interested, and and uh, you know, but I, it really seems like at this point, if it's com- if it's coming out now, uh, it's because Nintendo brought you in, and uh, you know, because I, I I am am 100% sure that you know Wolfenstein and Doom and Skyrim are on this system because Nintendo cut a deal with Bethesda. Yeah. Because otherwise, why would you throw that many re- that much resources behind an unproven system? Yeah. Way ahead. I mean, they didn't know when they started making. Oh, they were certainly these. funded by yeah. Nintendo to do that stuff without a doubt. And so now you basically gotta you gotta let these other developers and publishers catch up because they've just re- seen oh it's a hit so we're gonna start making stuff. And then you're going to, I don't know if you're going to start seeing, like, you know, Switch versions of things come out alongside PS4, Xbox One versions of things. I think you're going to see new, you know, kind of like the Wii had, new projects that are specifically tailored to the hardware. Um, which could or could, could be good, could be bad, depending on how some of these publishers interpret the audience. Uh, you know, they, if, they, if they try to dumb it down too hard or they try to make it too gimmick-focused, it may not work. Like, what you really want is to kind of have these... You know, intricate or not intricate, but but you know, unique experiences that are uh, are complex enough to hold somebody's attention. You know, you want Xenoblades, you know, from, yeah. from third parties. You want things that are like, oh, this does this is not anything else, and you can play it only on the Switch, but it doesn't feel like you're playing some sort of like, you know, dumbed down like we made this for like weaker hardware thing. You you want something that people really looked at this thing. What can we make? Let's make it make a real thing and you hope that's what they're doing but who knows you know who know you, you hope the Wii kind of shovelware mentality doesn't creep into this but it's hard to hard to say what what capcom's thinking what what anyone's thinking yeah well if history is any indicator that typically has not gone well no when the third parties try to make use of nintendo's quirks in its hardware so mm-hmm. to speak and god nice knows ubisoft tried hardware yeah. Ubisoft tried over and over and over. EA tried. I mean, it actually had a concerted effort yeah. to try to do stuff with the Wii, and pretty much all of it just completely yeah. tanked or fell on no, its face. None of it matched up to Carnival Games. <laughs> it was the best, one of the yeah. best-selling Wii games, oddly enough. Uh, in fact, all those kind of mini-game compilations were what ended up selling best on Wii, not some of the more dedicated, like, single-player experiences. Um, and you remember, like, EA's, like, My Sims, and it kind oh, of yeah. made these sort of chibi versions of all its mm-hmm. games that it was putting on the other platforms. I, mean, I think the, that's the, the wrong Space way to go game about it. was like a light gun shooter right. instead of a, yeah. Just that kind of, that kind of mentality hopefully is, wrong. is not is wrong. Yeah, here. that's the wrong approach to yeah. take. I mean, look, we've already seen EA release FIFA, 2K release, NBA 2K. Neither one of those games were even a blip on the sales mm-hmm. charts. So we're kind of getting into that territory now. And then you look at how did Skyrim do? How did Doom do? You're starting to get into that territory now where third parties are going to start looking at the sales mm-hmm. and say, hey, you know, do we want to place a big bet on this? Um, of course, in the background, you have the hardware story for the Switch, but third parties are used to hearing this from Nintendo. The Wii was mm-hmm. a smash hit, and none of them could make money on it. Obviously, the Wii is a total waste of time for them. So um, let's go through the next set of games I want to talk about are games that uh, are most likely, they're either rumored Pipe Dreams, or the chances of them coming out this year is slim to none. So, I will start first with Pokemon for Switch. That, to me, is probably the game I'm most excited for on Switch mm-hmm. at this point, except for maybe another game we'll talk about here in a minute. Uh, but one of the games I'm most excited for... Um, do you think this is going to be a brand new game built just for Switch, or do you think it's going to be like a, yet another iteration of Pokemon Sun and Moon? I think it'll be a new game, but yeah. I think it will also be on the 3DS. So you think it's going to look like a 3DS game? I think it'll look better on the Switch. Yeah. But I think it'll, um, but I think it'll be, 
enhanced for the Switch, but I think you'll still be able to get it on the on the 3DS. Doesn't that mean though that it's going to be limited in some ways? If that's the case, but I mean, also maybe, run on 3DS. I mean, maybe, but I don't feel like like you know like Fire Emblem Warriors doesn't feel limited to me. Yeah, that's a good uh, point. Even though they made a 3DS version of that, yeah, it's just going to be you know a matter of scaling it. It'll be fine, but I can't imagine them cutting out the 3DS market with a new Pokemon. Uh, it would Pokemon seem game. short-sighted to do something yeah. like that. Uh, but I feel like if it did do that and did forsake, sort of forsake the 3DS market and built this Pokemon game that is one of the best-looking Switch games on the market, I think that would certainly increase the sales of the Switch game, which are also selling for $60 instead of $35. True, but... Uh, just historically, Nintendo likes the sure thing. It does. So, and Pokemon is its surest thing. Yeah. And so it would be smart to probably, you know, basically hold a new Pokemon game hostage on the Switch. But uh, I just don't see them doing that. They're, I mean, if they did, bravo. Cause, but it's not in their, in their previous strategy. They, they want everybody to, to be able to give them money as readily and easily as possible. Yep. <laughs> so uh, I, would, I would expect to see this on everything, on both, both, both platforms. And I would not be surprised to see it this year. Like I, I don't if they if there's another game of this caliber for the end of 2018, we don't know what it is yet. Yeah. So this would make a lot of sense. And I, I could also see Nintendo being all hands on deck with something yeah. like this because it, look, it knows better than anyone what it had for this year, uh, and it needs obviously a couple blockbusters every year to kind of uh, one to just keep its 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 existing fan base happy, its existing installed base satisfied but two it needs to grow it um and so you need exclusives to do things like that and so i wouldn't be surprised if it's if it's dedicated a ton of resources to making sure that game gets out before the mm -hmm. end of the year um and then he, this is here's the one game that i actually am more excited about than pokemon and that is metroid prime 4 mm -hmm. what are the chances do you think of that game making it out this year like 0.04 like i don't think i don't think i'd give it i think i'd give it like a 30 percent chance i don't think any i don't think it's possible yeah, Not at all. I mean we haven't seen anything of it. It's too. They even admitted it's like two years out when they. When we they still don't even know who's it. developing it. Rumors have yeah. been that like Bandai Namco is working on it somehow. Yeah, it's, that would a, be a travesty. That is a. I'd put money on that being 2019. Yeah. No question. I would never draft it. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, our uh, fantasy draft, our video game fantasy draft, will be coming up here in the next like week, week and a half. So got to prep for that. I got to prep for my punishment from losing hmm. last year as well. Uh, next up, Bayonetta 3, just recently announced, along with ports mm -hmm. of Bayonetta 1 and 2. Uh, those ports of Bayonetta 1 and 2 are coming in the next, like, month or two, I yeah, believe. Yeah, March, I think. Yeah. yeah, and then Bayonetta 3, what are your chances of that making it to? Uh, not tops. Yeah. But, uh, probably better than Metroid. Yeah. Um, it could. I think it's highly doubtful that it yeah. comes out this year. I mean, I would, I, if, if it was going to come out this year, I would think it'd be, like, a September game. Like kind of a early early holiday season release, just sort of you know get a little traction, get a little word of mouth going. I mean, depending on what the coming, schedule coming looks on the, like, coming it could on the be heels their big the, Q4 game. Coming on the heels of the uh, of the collect, because that's the other thing is like I feel like the one thing that is in favor of Bayonetta three being this year is when they're releasing that that collection when one and two. Yeah, is because why release that so far ahead of this thing you're trying to? Yeah, hype you're right. For. That does lend some credence to the fact that maybe mm. Q4 Bayonetta three hits. But we'll see. It's not like we you know like we got a big info dump of it or anything. We just got a logo. So well, right. Well, the other part of it too is that Nintendo just needs software for Switch. I mean. Yeah. We've been going through what we know about 2018. It's been pretty slim picking so far. 
Yeah, it could. I mean, yeah, it could all be just because they need stuff in the early half of the year. So it's possible. And and a couple of top quality games that a lot of people haven't played is better than nothing. That's for sure. Uh, the next game we're going to talk about is Shin Megami Tensei Five. It was just announced about a month ago that mm-hmm. it is in fact a numbered entry in the series. How excited are you for this? Eh. Yeah. I'm not as big a fan of, of the mainline game as I am of the Persona games. Yeah. Um, I think most people would agree with you on that. Because the, the Shin Megami Tensei like, mainline games are real time intensive and grindy. And well, so was Persona. <laughs> so was Persona, but like Persona's yeah. more story driven and character driven, whereas yeah. this is more of a kind of a Pokemon sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and I do, I mean, I like Nocturne a lot, obviously, but like, I just, I've, I've my attention span for this, this you know, this series has uh, diminished in the last decade or so. Um, I'll probably play it, but like I don't feel like I have to worry about playing it this year. Obviously, a bigger deal in Japan than it yeah. is in the Maybe US. Maybe it could come out in Japan this year, but I don't think we'll see it in English this year. Yeah, I, I, there's, I don't think there's any way it comes out in the U.S. this year. No, I would give, I would actually say Metroid Prime Four has a better chance of coming out this year in the mm. U.S. than this does. These games are also pretty darn big. Oh yeah, but they did announce that they were working on it right away. Once the Switch was announced, it was mm-hmm. one of the first games that was announced in Japan. Yeah, I, I mean, it could hit Japan this year. I just, I feel like you're going to need six to six to eight months of translation time and localization, and that's going to push you into early next year. And I guess the good news with Switch is that you know there's there's no region lock on it, so yeah, you could for some conceivably you struggle your way through that. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, and they are story driven games. Obviously, they're JRPGs. Yeah, the, the the Shin Megami Tensei mainline games aren't done with a lot of story to them. Usually, it's usually more just like you know catching catching them all and and grinding your way through the various dungeons and stuff. I mean, the story the story in three is and uh, Nocturne was very light. You know, it's it's not. Uh, and four, I barely played four at all. Actually, that was a, that was a DS, a 3DS game. Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I barely played much of that. I don't know. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not a huge one on my radar. I feel like we've been saying while talking about Nintendo in 2018, like this isn't going to move the needle. No. Like over and over and over again. I think this is another game. Even if it does make it out this year, that wouldn't yeah. make much of a difference. It'll help in Japan, but like it's already doing fine in Japan. So. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, and here is a game actually that could move the needle. But it's not something new or original, and that is Super Smash Brothers mm-hmm. DX. They're stupid if they don't release this. this year. <laughs> yeah. like, frankly, I mean, really. Like, no, you're right. Yeah, it's, it's it's a no-brainer. Yeah, and like, you know, and what do you think the chances are that this comes out this year? I, I'd say like ninety percent. Like, yeah, I'd probably, like, go, I'd probably go that high. It's shape, just yeah. sitting right there. Yeah. And it's like all you got to do is put all the DLC in the package, charge full price for it, come up with like six new characters to put in over the course of like the next eight months and you're golden and you really only need like one new character for launch really yeah like it's it's you're stupid if you don't do this and nintendo will do it yeah i mean look at the sales of mario kart 8 dx it's one of the best selling games of q4 Mm -hmm. um the attach rate with it and the switch has been extraordinary and And there's plenty of people that i think were interested in in this and didn't play it because they didn't want to buy a wii u and now they have a switch, and they will, you know, they're ready. Now, Pokémon Tournament is the one exception of a game that was ported over from Wii U that mm. did not do especially well. But then it didn't do really well on the Wii U either. So, no. Smash Brothers and Pokémon are not on the same level. No, for sure. Yeah, I wasn't saying that they were, but that is one example of Nintendo kind of doing a quick and dirty port over to Switch that yeah. didn't do especially well. But Smash Brothers is its yeah, own. Yeah, I think. And I think this. I think this one might be a little a sooner than we think. 
Yeah, uh, I wouldn't wouldn't you surprise think like me. summer like June, July. I wouldn't surprise like me that. if he's a little earlier than that. Even yeah, and I, I wouldn't be surprised. Here's the other thing: um, we have no amiibos on the schedule. No, you're right. The, the the last three there are three amiibos left to come out. Maybe they already came out. It was, which was the three uh, Shovel Knight characters. Yeah, I'm not sure what the release. I don't know if those came out yet or not. But yeah. before that, you had the champions uh, for Zelda, and now and now there's nothing. You know nothing, and uh, to me that says whatever the next wave of amiibos is, it's stuff they haven't announced yet. Right. So to me that says like, well, maybe it's the new characters for the Smash Brothers port, you know, or maybe some something else we're going to find out at the, at the direct. Yeah, I think there's going to be a direct really soon. In fact, people on YouTube who are watching this much later than the people on Patreon are sifted. I have a feeling this may even be announced before the yeah. people on YouTube watch this show. <laughs> Entirely possible. I mean, I think the. I think it's going to be in the te- the direct is going to be in the teens. It's going to be in like January thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth in there. Yeah, so. it'll be like right on the borderline probably. Yeah. And uh, that kind of brings me to the last thing we wanted to talk about with Switch, and that was over the last couple of days, Amazon has put up placeholder pages for eighteen. Briefly, they're gone. Briefly, now. they're gone now. But put up placeholder pages mm-hmm. for eighteen Nintendo Switch games. So we're looking at this list and we're like, wow, that's pretty. That's some slim pickings there. Nothing particularly all that exciting. 18 new games. I mean, this this Direct could be like a megaton mm-hmm. Direct. I mean, who knows what those games... I mean, some of them could just be like... 3DS games Wii Fit or... 2 or something. You're right. You, know, you don't know. Yeah. But like, some of them are clearly... 18, things. that's a lot. 18's a lot. Yeah. And maybe, you know, if they're just announcing their whole year's lineup, you know, 18's about right. Yeah. Uh, or some of them could be smaller, weird little things. You don't know. Um, but 18's a good number. For sure. That's a lot. I mean that's E3 level announcements mm-hmm. there. So hopefully, it, hopefully, let's hope at least thirty percent of those are right. something that we just got to hope that the uh, you know the games that they think are exciting are the games we think are exciting. Which like do, sometimes that doesn't, it doesn't work out that sometimes, way. <laughs> some, you know, sometimes they blow you away and they they are like, oh, here comes Zelda, and sometimes they start their presentation with uh, Wii music. No, like, you're it, right. You know, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, auspicious start to the year, I think, with that direct coming and sort of that leak from Amazon. The fact that Amazon took them down, mm-hmm. I think, adds more credence to it. Because if it was just like whatever, once it kind of broke and people started pounding those pages, I think Amazon had been like, well, whatever. This is like mm-hmm. a bunch of garbage software or whatever. Well, the also, fact Amazon's that it then got, removed the pages. Amazon has plenty of like dead-end pages does, for things. Anyway, yeah. I mean, like clearly something. this was something that was not... They slipped up, Planned. essentially. Yeah, they shouldn't have put that stuff out already. But uh, So, yeah, that's Switch for 2018, what we know so far. What kind of uh, hype, hype level grade would you give for Switch, knowing what we know now? A letter grade for 2018. Knowing what we know now? Yeah. Like, D. Yeah. Like, I, there's very little right now. Yeah. I'm, like, it all, all my hopes for the Switch 2018 lineup hinge on this Direct. Yeah. Like, I mean, right now I'll buy Bayonetta. If it makes it out. Well, I mean, it'll make it. Uh, the, 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 the oh, you collection. mean the, the ports. The yeah, the ports. Two. The Got ports. It. I'll buy the ports. No question. Yeah. Um, and uh, Project Octopath, if it makes it. Yeah, I mean, and look, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, based upon what I've seen of them so far, I wouldn't purchase Kirby and Yoshi. No. Um, there are some people out there who are hardcore Nintendo fans and maybe only own a Switch. They're absolutely going to buy those two mm-hmm. games. Uh, but I think for the vast majority of people who maybe the Switch is their yeah. second who, console or whatever. Who is, by the way, the, the people that you have to appeal to now? Because like we've you know we've seen the 10 million ceiling for 
for the Wii U. Like, that's what you can sell a Nintendo system to by default. Yeah. Now, you got to go beyond that. And you got to appeal to the people who aren't immediately automatically on board. Uh, clearly, they've appealed to some people who are interested in the gimmick, yeah. um, which is a good step. But now you got to excite people just with the software. And uh, there's nothing in the existing lineup that's going to do that. So this direct has to has to bring out some bombshells. Yep. Uh, look, I'll actually give it. I'll give it a C because look, Nintendo blew its load already in the first year. Mm-hmm. But this is Nintendo. I mean, this is what Nintendo's properties are. It's Smash Brothers. It's Kirby. Mm-hmm. It's Yoshi. Yeah, and I mean, it's going to be by default. This is not going to be as exciting a year as last year because they they fired both cannons yeah. last year. You know, you don't get that yeah. very often. You get that about every, once every fifteen years. Yeah, has that ever happened where Mario and Zelda came out? Two thousand two, Wind Waker and Mario Sunshine. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, they were kind enough to make Mario Sunshine terrible, so we didn't have to. <laughs> we didn't have to argue. Well, I completely over the game disagree with that. But <laughs> um, but I hate Mario Sunshine. Oh, I really hate that game. Um, I, although, I like although it. I love the visual of it. Like I, li- I like run- I like running around in that town. But well, like... you see some elements of that in Odyssey. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But like Odyssey doesn't basically steal the Mario gameplay in, in the name of making me clean things. So it's true. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I give it a C because to me that's what Nintendo is. Like you have these years, you either get either get Mario or Zelda. Mm. You never get both. It and would then, not surprise me. I should I should note it would not surprise me to see a new Super Mario Brothers entry, like a two D. Yeah, a new Super Mario Brothers, yeah. like not a new Super Mario, but a new Super Mario Brothers right. Switch <laughs> thing. I can see that being either a big that or, game. or a Mario Maker or like what something. if that's what Retro has been working on all this time a two D Mario game. It could be. I mean, I I'd think, rather have I, that than another Donkey Kong. Me game. too, but I think they're going to give us another Donkey Kong game. Like it, it, yeah. I, it seems I just, to be pointing in that direction. Oh, there's a lot of there's a lot of monkey shaped smoke. Yeah. <laughs> coming out of uh, coming out of retro's direction. I so. would be really disappointed if that's the case, but I'm kind of resigning myself to the fact that yeah, that probably. I'm not. I've never been a fan of the Donkey Kong games. I'm not. I don't like the Donkey Kong Country games either. Um, but like, you can't argue. I mean, retro makes them as good as they can be made. You're right. Like those are gonna. Be, you know, those are. I mean, Tropical Freeze, one of the prettiest games on the Wii U. Yeah. Um, I just have no interest in playing them. Yeah. I enjoy them, but again, they're kind of on the same level as like Kirby and Yoshi for me. Like, yeah. I enjoy them when I play them, but do I get really excited about them beforehand? Not really. And you're probably not going to pull in the casuals on them. Yeah. You're going to be like, oh, cool, I remember that. Yeah. Mm. yeah like, <laughs> like, that just yeah. happens a lot with those kind of sort of mid-level fr- you know, franchises with Nintendo, yeah. and they need some stuff that's... Ex- I mean, Pokemon, you get Pokemon and Smash Brothers out this year, I think you've done pretty well. You've I, had a good year. Yeah. yeah, you're not going to... You're not setting the world on fire like you did with Mario and Zelda, but like... Those are two very respectable releases, and everything else is just icing on the cake at that point. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Smash Brothers, it sold well on Wii U, but, again, the Wii U's install base was so small... Right. ...that, I mean, it was the same case with Mario Kart 8. Like, the core bought it, but there's so many people that did not play the latest Mario Kart or the latest Smash Brothers Mm -hmm. because they just didn't own a Wii U. And if you leverage the... Um, if you leverage the portability and the online connectivity of this system properly with Smash Brothers, you make it... You know, you That'll make it a big happen. deal. No, probably not. <laughs> hey, by the way, do we have to start paying for Nintendo Online now? I don't know. We'll see about the, we'll see at that direct. But I am like... actually sending my Switch in for repairs, like, tomorrow. I called Nintendo mm. yesterday. I'm petrified that my saves are going to be wiped, though. Could be. There's still no way to, no way to no back way to up do... my saves. Yeah. So I'm completely petrified that the 100 hours I've spent playing Zelda and the 60 I've spent playing Mario and all this time could just get wiped away. I mean, you would hope they're techs if they just replace the console... 
they would be kind enough to... Because they do have the ability now to transfer one, from one console to another. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping if they do replace my console, which I suspect they're going to have to do, that they'll be kind enough to move all my stuff over there. But we'll see. It'll be very considerate. It's a crapshoot. But it's like... I even actually pondered, like, screw it. I'll just never play my Switch with wireless controllers. And I'll just yeah. keep using the Pro... But then I was like, no, that's like... That's not why I bought mm -hmm. the Switch. That's not why I have a Switch. I want to be able to play it and use all its functionality. And I need to use its functionality to evaluate its games going forward anyway. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have to bite the bullet and send it in and keep my fingers crossed. So we'll see how that goes. Let's move on. We're going to talk next about Xbox One. Um, obviously, there's Xbox One S, Xbox One X. Although I noticed uh, the Xbox One S just says Xbox One now Does on it? the box. Yeah. I saw it at Toys R Us. I didn't notice that, actually. And uh, there were some that say S, but the newer boxes just say Xbox One. Because that's what it is that's now. That's what it is The now. OG Xbox One is gone. Mm -hmm. I still have one, but uh, most people have moved on at this point to at least got the S. Yep. And they stopped selling the adapter for the Kinect. They did. Make Kinect. Rest in peace. Rested soul. Nah, screw it. We hardly knew ye. <laughs> well, I, I knew ye well enough. Thank <laughs> no, you. I did not want to know yeah. ye. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, Connect is done. Not that that's going to affect Microsoft in uh, 2018. No. Uh, let's just start going through it. There's basically the big games, or at least two of the big games, and there aren't that many, sadly, on Xbox, uh, are delays from last year, or games that we suspected would come out last year and didn't. The first one is Crackdown 3. Uh... What are your hopes for this game at this point? That, that it's it actually just not come, a, it comes out so we can stop talking about it. It's just not it, a piece basically. of junk at yeah. this point. Like, it, that it's better than two. I mean, that? what I've seen of it at trade shows has not been encouraging. No, it, it looks like a 360 game that survived the generational transition and just can't get it out. It does. And I mean, look, they've been kind of using this as one of the flagship Because it doesn't look like this. Yeah, like, it really like what I saw at E three looked substantially less impressive than the footage they're showing here. And I mean, the odd part about it is that it was kind of one of the Xbox One X games, like where it marketed mm -hmm. for 4K and everything. It was a part of all those montage yeah, sort of well, trailers that, that Microsoft put, put, put it out. this way. I'm not surprised it can run in 4K. No, <laughs> that is a good way to put it. Well, you can kind of see what it actually looks like on these smaller screens here mm -hmm. in this B roll. I mean that. It, I mean, it just kind of looks like like if you told me that was like a Saints Row game, I believe you. Yeah. You know, like yeah. Not to, not to slag Saints Row, but it's like, it doesn't... <laughs> Saints Row is not what I think of when I think graphical powerhouse. No, know? no. But uh, Microsoft needs exclusive games that run in 4K in the worst yeah. way to rationalize the existence of the X at this point. Uh, but yeah, Crackdown 3, I was never a big Crackdown fan. I didn't, really, I didn't even really like the first one when a lot of people did. We were at G4 when that game came out, and pe some people loved it. I remember... Kevin Pereira was like all over it, mm -hmm. and a lot of people. From, I really liked it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people from G4 would like join up after work and go and play it together. I just could never get into it. And the second one, I liked even less. Um, is that a needle mover though? Crackdown. Probably not. Yeah. I mean, it's it's again, it's another one of those things. It's nice to have, and maybe you'd buy it if you were looking for some software for this thing you own. Yeah. But I don't think it's a system seller. Yep, and that Microsoft needs that right now with the X just hitting Also, the none of this stuff happens in the game, apparently. So <laughs> it only happens in multiplayer. Well, yeah, the destructibility. Because it's running in the cloud, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> we're still, we still trying, supposed to pretend we believe that? I, we're that... I think we're still supposed to pretend we care about the cloud. Mm. The cloud, to me, has just become annoying. Like, the like on my iPhone and the iCloud, like it's just annoying. And it's just To me, it's another way to make money and generate revenue. It's like Apple says, hey, here's this iCloud. But mm -hmm. here's not even enough space to back up anything. Right. 
And here, Sony did that too. But hey, give us some money and you'll have enough space. Like, well, at least Sony, remember when Sony first started doing the save backups? Like you had like almost a gig or yeah, something. Yeah. And you, I, you, I think like it filled up the first time. You try, and now you get more, but like. Yeah. It, 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 it's, I mean, I use the, the, the online save thing fairly often when I, when I travel, but like. I always do. It's yeah. just, yeah, it, it's, at least they don't make you pay. Well, you do make you pay for it because it's PS Plus only. All right. So yeah, it's another You're way. already paying for it. Yeah. yeah I'm giving you 60 bucks a year to give me a, like a gig of And on storage. iCloud, it's just like, all I know about iCloud is just the thing that occasionally asks me for my password for no good reason. Yeah. Well, iCloud does give you, I think, five gigs for free before yeah. they, but then I you're backing don't. up your phone, which has photos and videos. It's never enough. So no. it's a scam. It's a scam. <laughs> uh, so let's move on. Let's talk about Sea of Thieves game burned me in our fantasy draft last year being oh, yeah. delayed at the last minute i think i made fun of you for that when you drafted it you did I, yeah i should have known better it is a rare game out. it's a rare game <laughs> i mean if you draft what a rare game has ever come out on its release if you drafted other than diddy uh, kong racing which just appeared out of nowhere, out of nowhere it never yeah. had a release date <laughs> if you drafted uh sea of thieves developer diaries <laughs> I would have you, won. You'd have won easily because <laughs> yeah, sure. holy There's crap! There's plenty of those. Yeah. I don't need to see a, a single one more piece of pre-release preview content on this game. Yeah. Put it out. Don't talk to me until you release this thing. Well, you know they're going to put the, have a big rush here when it's. I mean, it comes out what in February? Sure. Or is it March? I don't know. I, I don't care. I get like. like <laughs> Who knows just when whatever it's coming it out? Is. Whatever comes out, let me know and I'll play it. But like yeah. right now, I'm just like I don't believe you. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I can understand that for sure. Um, now, I would say that this is possibly a game that could move the needle. It could if it worked. I mean, it's like clearly it demos well because it's completely um, different from anything right. else out there. The question is, does it work in the wild? Right. You know, like like yeah. does, do, do pick up games with randoms? Are they still still fun? If it you know, it, 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 can it be that? Can it be something you can just jump in and play and get the full experience and feel like you're doing something cool? Feel like you um, accomplished something. Yeah. Or is it just this random, just ride around on a boat and attack other boats, which could be fun. It could also be fun, but I don't know yeah. how long you're going to keep playing that. Um, you know, is, is it going to require, like, a dedicated team of people that you know and can work with? Because not everybody has the chance to do that. Well, that's what worries me, is how much coordination does it require? Mm -hmm. If it's this thing where you're going to need to, like, party up with people that you know, and those people are willing to take on specific roles, that could limit the appeal of the game. I mean, yeah. any, most games that are like that, where you're like, oh my gosh, we have to have this guy doing this, this guy doing this, and this guy doing this, it always just burns down in flames. Mm -hmm. And even when you have, like, friends that you're playing with, can you get them to come on and play every night? And how long does that last? A week before they burn out on it? I mean, this is essentially an MMO that needs to have legs and needs to keep providing new content to players to keep them engaged. It's a slippery slope. Yeah. It's a tough genre to nail, and Rare has really no experience with it whatsoever. No, I mean, there's there's a feeling here that kind of like, well, Rare revolutionized console multiplayer once before with GoldenEye, and there sort of seems to be the sort of this hope that 20 years later they can do it again. With a whole bunch of different with people. With a whole bunch of different people in a completely different world, kind of, you know, like... In a whole different genre. Yeah, I mean... I'm not going to say never on this, but like, but we, here's my. They're point real. Is. Clearly, Microsoft is hoping this is the new Halo. Yeah, like this is this is the new thing that makes it worth owning an Xbox, and I just don't know if that's there. The I mean, water is amazing. It is, yeah. I mean, I, th I think I was getting what I was trying to get at is we've talked about I don't know about 15, 20 games at this point, and none of them have really been something that has even an opportunity to kind of make a difference. And I mm -hmm. think that this is the one game that at least has that opportunity. 
Whether Rare executes on it and it does or not is remains to be seen. Yeah. But I think there is still a chance that it could actually maybe turn the fortunes of Xbox a little bit if Rare actually delivers mm -hmm. on if it. If this becomes like the big new thing, and you know it's possible, uh, if this could, if, you know, if this could get kind of like PUBG traction. Right. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Um, and for that matter, PUBG. And stranger could be. things have happened. This for sure. I mean, for that matter, PUBG could be something that turns a title. If it ever runs Microsoft. at a decent frame rate, sure. Yeah, it's struggling to hit thirty right now. So that water is so incredible. By yeah. the way, wow. It and just, seeing it, like, like seeing it in person at you know, like eighty three, like it's amazing. it's even more impressive. Like, yeah, on a four K TV, and yeah, for sure. Um, next up. Makes it even weirder that PUBG can't run at full speed. <laughs> it really does. It makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, next up, State of Decay 2. Here's a game that seems to just... It doesn't really mm. pop up very often. No, it just the marketing, there. The marketing for this game has been pretty much like non-existent. Mm. Uh, there's been like two trailers that have been put out for yeah. it. And this one trailer was not tremendously yeah. impressive. Like, I mean, we've used this B-roll on the show yeah. like five or six it times. It did give us that one woman that climbs in the pickup and just has this like thousand-yard stare. Yeah. Like, it's like, this is fine. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, this is what this game looks like. I mean, cool. it, look, it looks a little rough around the edges, but the first State of Decay was rough yeah, around the edges. Yeah, so was the first one. Yeah. And people still really liked it and resonated with it. Yeah, it's more about what it lets you do and kind of the, you know, it, there isn't really another zombie game experience like it, which is... A strength because if there's one thing the zombie kind of subgenre doesn't have, it's anything that feels fresh. Yeah, I mean it's an um, unforgiving zombie survival game. Yeah, and, like, and it is pretty unforgiving, provided it stays like the first game. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, if you're smart, you can get away with it for quite a while in the first game. But like, it's designed for you to die. Like, yeah. you know, you have all these characters in your kind of hideout, and you can pick to be whoever you want. And if one of them dies, you just pick somebody else yeah it, may, it will probably be a good idea to go find that dead person's stuff yeah but like it's very much about kind of the survival thing but also sort of helps you build up the base and there's like sort of this thing where um you get attached to these various characters they all have different like abilities and like you definitely have good character you know characters you prefer to play as and like yeah. then they get tired and you have to let them rest and then you have to switch to stuff i mean it's a very it, it, the first one kept me playing a long time i really liked it and i'm looking forward to this just because i i think i think yeah, i mean it's a bit of a cult hit like, yeah they've got a, they've got a very dedicated here. audience that was big but not gigantic yeah it's not it's not going to again i don't think this is a move in the needle game but for me personally, it's a yeah, I want to play this game. It's sort of probably it's sort of Microsoft's answer to Days Gone. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. I think Days Gone is a much more spectacly yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a single player, yeah. story driven. But kind this of thing. is just like you know, we used to, uh, some friends and I used to talk about oh, we want a video, uh, uh, zombie game, or like you have to build your fortifications and sort of like worry about your food supply and kind of go out and supply runs and stuff. And that's this game. Like this, it is, yeah. This game is very much sort of a survival simulator zombie apocalypse game, but like without kind of the annoying elements of like something like DayZ, um, with, with A, all the multiplayer people trying to kill you, and B, um, it's just it's just got a more, I don't know how I describe it, it's more of a console-y feel, I guess. It's 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 more about kind of PvE than PvP. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, uh, the one thing I would say about the time I spent playing the first game... Like there is game, no PvP in the first game. Yeah, so. the, the one thing I found that I playing the first one was the element of surprise. Mm -hmm. uh, you kind of never know what's going to happen when you boot the game up, and sometimes that can be really good, sometimes that can be really bad. Uh, it seemed like there was a lot of times where I just got killed and I had n like no chance of, of survival. You could get yourself in trouble really yeah. quickly. You in gotta the first know when game. to run. You definitely do. Uh, and I think that's 
kind of what made it resonate with a lot of people. So um, I'm assuming they're going to keep that aesthetic in the sequel. We'll see. Uh, but we really haven't had a chance to play it or anything. It's just been yeah, kind of The details undercover. are very sketchy. Hardly any marketing has been this played. And the part with the, with the flare makes me wonder if there's like a bigger co-op multiplayer thing going on I'm here. guessing there probably is, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it says you can't survive alone right. over and over in the trailer. So uh, that is, I think that's probably one of the better exclusives for Xbox. Yeah, I never thought I'd say it. I know, but that's kind of where it's are. at at this point. Uh, next, we're going to move on to a couple pipe dreams. Uh, what do you think the chances are that we see Halo 6 this year? See it or re- get it like released? Like it comes out. Almost nothing. Really? I think we'll see it. I think they'll you announce it. You know, it's been it. three years since Halo 5 came out yeah, now, but which is to, hard to believe. They're trying to revamp it. Like they even said last year, like, yeah, we're trying to kind of go back to the drawing board a little bit because Halo 4 and Halo 5 were not received tremendously well, especially 4. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think probably like pretty close to 100% we're going to see like a teaser or something for it at E3. Oh, for sure. But yeah, well, at least this see year, a trailer out issue. this year, I don't think so. I think we're going to, I think we're stuck with another Gears of War this year. I think we're going to see Gears 5. I, I, I disagree with that completely because they're still pimping Gears 4. Mm. It was kind of like the flagship game for Xbox One X. I mean, they, well, I think that's because they got nothing else. Well, absolutely. But I don't think that they would pimp Gears 4 as much as they have over the last six months. If they're going to put out the next Gears, they're trying to get people to buy it and, hey, well, buy my, this now. Well, see, you I didn't think, pass on it before, but buy it now because it's 4K. Yeah, well, see, I think they just don't have a choice. Yeah. It's, it's about the right time for the next Gears game, whereas Halo has run into, I mean, the right time, I mean, the usual release for the next Halo game was last fall, and they yeah. missed it. So, I think Halo So, is, doesn't that mean that this year would be perfect for it? No, because I think they really went back to the drawing board on that game. Judging by what Frank O'Connor and some of these other guys are saying, like, Halo Halo 6 is... Had, I think Halo 6 was a big come-to-Jesus moment off of the, what happened with Halo 5. So Halo 5 I, has done well financially, though. Done well, but in terms of, like, you know, building the and mythos and building the story, like, people are not satisfied with it. And yeah, I mean, rightly I would, so, because it was yeah. not very good. Yeah, yeah. And I think they're really trying to take that back to square one, and that takes time. It is. It is Unless you're Destiny. It is Xbox's most important IP, without yeah. a doubt. And so I could understand why. Look, if, that was thing, if that thing was anywhere close to being able to be released this year, we would have seen something on the Xbox One X. We Maybe. Would have, they would have shown us a teaser. They would have shown us what Master Chief looks like in, in 4K. 4K. We yeah. would have seen something. You're the fact that right. we didn't see anything and they, and they fell back to a year and a half old uh, Gears of War game says to me they had nothing That's else. That's a good point, actually. I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, and the last game, uh, I think we'll see Forza Horizon 4 this year. Better than average. I mean, that's been the release schedule so far every other year. It's due. So, sure. Maybe. Do we need it? No, but Microsoft probably does. <laughs> like, they gotta, you gotta put something out. Hey, in my opinion, it's Forza Horizon 3 is my favorite driving game of this generation. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, so, I love the franchise, but do I really need another one? Can't. How about you just give me a 4K version of Forza Horizon 3? I'm okay with that. Yeah. I mean, eh. I don't know. That's kind of Microsoft in a nutshell right now. Meh. I don't know. (laughs) And like the Forza Horizon 4, my interest in that game is going to hinge on where it it takes place. Yeah. Like it's the setting. And then like you've also apparently got a a remaster of Burnout Paradise coming up. Right. Which which I don't like Burnout Paradise. I think it's the worst Burnout game. But I will buy Burnout Paradise HD to encourage a release of one of the good ones uh, later on. Burnout (laughs) 2. 
Uh, two is great. Three is the best one in the series. Four is pretty good. Um, yeah. But Paradise did the open world sort of right. Forza Horizon thing mm-hmm. uh, and took away a lot of what made Burnout Burnout. But I think, uh, you know, there's people that like play Forza Horizon because they can't play Burnout Paradise anymore. And Burnout Paradise, if they released that at the right time, could take some of the, some of the wind out of uh, a Forza Horizon sales. That's true. And you wouldn't have to buy an Xbox to play it. Yep. But... The, the advantage Forza Horizon has is there's not really anything else like it. Ugh. Like, there's no real good Well, arcade. Need for Speed tried to be Forza Horizon. Yeah, but... Payback. Please. And, and uh, it fell way, way short. And there's nothing really exclusive to Sony that, that does that. Really, the only competition it has is the crew, too. Yeah. Which is looking pretty good. Looking pretty good, but delayed again. Yeah. And, I'm okay with that, though. I mean, yeah, make it, make it good. But yeah. Who, I wonder when that's going to come out. I think Crew 2 will probably still make this year. Yeah, for sure. Um, they only delayed it, what, three months or something like something that? Something like that. So, uh, again, we'll get to third-party stuff, uh, multi-platform stuff, in next week's, next week's show. So, Xbox One slash S slash X. Mm-hmm. What's your uh, hype letter grade for 2018 based upon what we know so far? Eh, See, now you're maybe rethinking that D for Nintendo, huh? Not, not really, no. Really? <laughs> I mean, I still am more interested in Sea of Thieves and State of Decay 2 than anything Nintendo has announced hey, this right. year. Yeah, I'd agree with that, actually. Um, so it's probably more like a, it's like a C. Man, it's, I can't give it a C. I just can't. Because I feel like if I were to do that, it would just see a C of Thieves. <laughs> I feel like if I were to give Microsoft a C for this, it just means that I've just lowered the standard of excellence for Microsoft at this point. But yeah, maybe but, that but, is average for Microsoft. Now. I mean, I mean, my main reaction to a lot of the Microsoft lineup is, eh, which is like the yeah. definition of mediocre. I mean, it's just like, eh, <laughs> all right, maybe. Uh, I don't know. You know, like it's been a long time since I was really excited about a, a Microsoft lineup. Um, that's why I was saying maybe this, this is average. This is the for new Microsoft normal. Now. Sort of, yeah. yeah, maybe the bar really has just been set at that point. I still got to give them a D. I mean, I. The resources that Microsoft has to look at where it's come from to see where it is now, it's just it's bad. Yeah, but I can't, it's, it's hard. The, it's hard to blame the people running it now for that though, because like a lot of that came out of the horrible mishandling of the. Launch I mean, of Phil the Spencer's one. been working up at the top of Xbox for a long yeah, time. Yeah, but this was—I mean—you can lay a lot of this at the feet of Matrix. Yeah, and uh, and that kind of moved to move away from being a game system and more to like kind of embrace that set top box pipe dream. Yeah, and that sure that didn't work. That has never worked ever for nope. anyone. And didn't work, and <laughs> and forcing the connect thing in there, and like I guess it made sense at the time, but it was very short sighted to think that was going to last. Yeah. Um, and just the, the just the cleaning out of the second party stuff, which just that used to be their strength, and then. They abandoned it for this generation, and they're slowly building it back up, but it's just, it's not there yet. Microsoft's in deep crap. It's put the the cart before the horse. It's like, we don't have any games, so let's release this new hardware mm-hmm. that we have no games to run on the hardware. It's really kind of turned into Sony from, like, the PlayStation 1 era, where it's just counting on third parties to just supply everything for its hardware. Mm-hmm. Um and it's like a weird thing to lean on because like the idea that like people will embrace the system where stuff runs better, 
is not a crazy idea because that is what happened with the 360, but it happened because the 360 did that out of the gate. Yeah. And now you're trying to change people's perception of the Xbox One, which is a far more difficult task. And I don't see anything in their library that they're showing off that is going to do that for them. First party output on Xbox 360 destroys first party oh, output yeah. on Xbox One. I mean, they're not even in the same league. So it, it's funny. It's like the it's like Microsoft and Sony are opposite reflections of each other. Mm -hmm. Sony started out where Microsoft is now and slowly built up its first-party studios. Microsoft came right out of the box hard with the original Xbox with all these first-party games and all these exclusives. And over time, it's just dwindled and let these studios slip away. It's the wrong path to take. Microsoft is on the absolute wrong path. If you want to have a winning platform... Well, I think they're trying to get off that path, but that... It's that not correct... something you can turn around overnight. No, that correction takes years. At least three. At least three. Because even if you develop, create development studios right now, any game mm -hmm. that you're going to want to run in 4K that's up to first-party standards is not going to be ready for at least three years. Because you got to get this studio together. you got to do all the hires. you got the facilities. All that stuff. Mm -hmm. That's going to take you at least a year and then at least two years to build a game. Why, why did we see this coming so long ago and apparently nobody at Microsoft saw it? I mean, because we play games and the people who were calling the shots for the Xbox One early on in the Xbox One's development in life are not. It's a shame. They're not gamers. Like, you could, a shame what's happening. You tell that the day, day one when you started that system, if you could tell that no one who plays games had anything, any power over how that OS worked. Yeah. It was not there. I'll be curious. I, I mean, we'll probably never get sales numbers because Microsoft doesn't give out hardware sales numbers anymore. I'm curious knowing how well Xbox One X sold over. Holidays. It was certainly readily available everywhere I went right before Christmas. I saw it everywhere. I was in central Pennsylvania, which was not Philadelphia. True, which is not true of the Switch or the PlayStation 4 Pro. I saw I saw both in stores. Both I didn't see Switch any Switches. Pro. Up in San Francisco, I did not see any Switches. I saw like maybe one or two Pros. Yeah. But Xbox One X was just I everywhere. I saw it everywhere. If, if yeah. I wanted one, I could have got one no problem. Yep. All For the way sure. up to Christmas Eve. I mean, you wouldn't be able to get that ultra elite like pre-order special version it oh just... i so don't care yeah i don't about either that. <laughs> i'm over it <laughs> uh so there you have it xbox one x and xbox one s look like a pretty anemic 2018 so far microsoft has a lot of proving yeah. to do over the next they, four they, or five months they gotta have they really gotta have something up their sleeve for uh for e3 for sure if uh, not sooner like i don't know that's what i'm saying i didn't say six months i said three or four months mm. like microsoft needs to do something big here in the first quarter to convince people of why they should buy this new hardware it just released. It's just... Watching movies. That's all they got. Right really? Now. That's I mean, all it's got right now. And play third-party games, some of them in yeah. 4K. And really good, smooth versions of your 360 games. Yeah. I guess is really all the, all the only other thing. That's a tough sell for 500 bucks. Yep. In my opinion, anyway. I know a lot of you guys have went out and bought it, and you're Microsoft fans, and you would have bought it no matter what, but... Man, I was a Microsoft fan all through the 360 era. But I think like, everybody was. You gotta go, you gotta go where, the, where, the, where it makes sense to go. <laughs> where, it may, where it makes sense, exactly. All right, let's move on to PlayStation 4, still the industry leader. Um, Switch, obviously, starting to nip at its heels a little bit, uh, but still, PlayStation 4 is the dominant platform of Generation 8 hardware, without a doubt, still the leader. Uh, looking at this list of software... You can see it's the leader. Yeah. Um, it still has a very solid lineup of games coming for 2018 that are exclusives. Uh, and these aren't even... I've probably even left out some of the more obscure third-party stuff out of here. Because that's kind of the difference with PlayStation versus 
Microsoft and Nintendo is that PlayStation does get massive third-party exclusives mm-hmm. from par- from publishers, uh, and the other platforms really can't say that. Uh, so it's it's a big deal for PlayStation. It's a huge advantage for PlayStation. Uh, first game we're going to talk about is Detroit Become Human. I feel like we've kind of... That game needs to come out at this point. Yeah. It's been at too many trade shows. It's already had a couple different rounds of controversy. It's milked the marketing machine for all it's going to get at this point. And they've, they've shown it, like, whole sequences of it. And Huge like, chunks of gameplay. It just feels, 10, like, it's, feels like there's not much left to show other than just put it in people's hands. Yeah, and I think we all get it as well. At this point, kind of everyone understands yeah, the concept David Cage of the game. game. And, we know. Like, yeah. We're there. <laughs> We're going to open up refrigerators and drawers. Yeah, we're going to look at things and turn yeah. them over. And yeah, and then make decisions. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much the extent of it. I am excited for this game, though. Uh, I'm done with this marketing cycle. I'm ready to get my hands on it, but I am excited to play it. Um, I always feel like I'm always willing to give David Cage another chance because I, I always feel like his games are just right on the cusp of being something that I really enjoy. Yeah, his heart's in the right place. He's just... I don't know if he's got the chops to do... I don't know if he's got the chops to do, execute what's in his head. Yeah. You know I mean? It's like, it's like, I see what you're after. I see what you're trying to make. But you didn't quite... Every time, does doesn't quite get there. I wonder how many more chances I'm going to give him. It's not like it's a conscious thing. Where like, I now I'm know. done. Like, like, it how just... many more chances does Sony give him, is my yeah. question. <laughs> That's like, a good point. These, these games can't be cheap, and they just don't sell enough to justify. Yeah, they sell like a million, usually, yeah. something like that. And I'm sure... Between marketing, development, they cost probably yeah, they, well more than that. And they squeeze a little bit more money, I guess, out of uh, Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls by releasing PS4 versions of them. Yeah. But, like, purely digital, uh, I think. Yeah. But um, how much more do you really make doing right. that? Uh, I mean, Unless you're, like, a naughty dog with The Last of Us or whatever. Or you're a rock star with mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto V. Uh, the chances of that really making that big of a dent in a deficit. Because, I mean... $60 million isn't much when you start thinking about the development costs, the marketing, and everything that goes mm-hmm. along with making a game. So uh, we'll see. I'm excited to play it. Uh, it does seem like at least a new premise for David Cage versus his prior games. Uh, certainly a lot more futuristic, and I'm hoping that he can kind of hone that game design down to a fine sheen. Uh, next up, your most anticipated game of 2018, mm-hmm. Shadow of the Colossus, the remaster of that. Remake. Remake. Is it actually a remake? Yeah, they remade it from, the, from Polygon Up. But, I mean, the game itself doesn't change, though, right? It's just well, a remaster. We'll no, it's a remake. Like, not a single asset in this game is the same as the original. But I think when people classify remasters or remakes, it's remakes means that they actually change parts of the gameplay and the game design. No, a remake means you rebuild the assets from the ground up. A remaster means you take the existing assets and up-res everything. I, I think most people would disagree with you on that one. I don't think they would. But, uh, a remake means you basically build the game again. Right, but, a it's, remake diff- but it's a different it game then. No, it doesn't. You don't, it's have, like to, you don't have to Final change. Final Fantasy VII Remake, it's a different game. No, you don't have to change anything for that Okay, to be. I, I want to see what people think in the comments on this You one. don't have to change anything. It's, it's about whether you're remaking the assets from the ground up again or whether you're just taking the existing game and running it on more powerful hardware, up-res, better textures, etc. That's a remaster. A remake is when you just you take the game and you make it again. Okay, I want to see the comments on this one. And that's what they're doing I think most people think... Because this is not the the remake. No, it's not. This is the remaster. Yeah. This is the PS3 remaster. Yeah, you can see why all the polygons drawn in there. Yeah. (laughs) So the remake is... Bluepoint is starting completely from scratch and building this game again. I don't think most people consider that, though. That's the definition of a remake. 
There's a definition of a remake. That is the definition of a remake. You have remade the game. Whether you right. Ma- whether but, you see, ch- most people say you're remaking the game and making it different than it was before. No, you remake the the, the game. You remake the assets. Even if you even though. But are you just remastering the assets? No, because you didn't. They don't use any of the old assets. Remastering means you take the old asset and you make them better. You remaster them. If you remake the game from the ground up, that's remaking it. There's no mastering happening. So how do you? Well, if, if that's the case, then how do you tell the difference between? Final Fantasy VII Remake, called Remake, and what you get with the Shadow of the Colossus. What do you call the Final Fantasy VII Remake, then? Were the they remake. actually completely... Right, but they're actually completely redoing the game. It doesn't matter. That's exactly the same thing they're doing here. Re- changing the content doesn't matter. Ch- remaking the assets from the ground up is what the remake is. Well, I'll beg to differ on that one. We'll see what everyone else thinks. But anyway, your most... An army of one, as always. <laughs> it's not as always. Uh, so, your most anticipated game of the year. Assuming they get it right this time, because the remaster... You can see some, had, that's a Well, problem. no, not, not that. The remaster, the remaster still runs better than the PS2 version. Well, for uh, sure. The problem was that the remaster uh, changed some balance things and changed how fast the stamina drained. And originally they said it was because they based it on the European version, and it actually turned out they finally admitted that, like, yeah, they just fucked it up. Um, so it didn't play quite right, the remaster, so I'm hoping the remake goes back to the, uh, back to the original and, you know, gets all that correct this time. Uh, which, you know, I don't know how easy it's going to be because you have to basically fine-tune it, you know, by, they're gonna, you have to play the original and then play yours and fine-tune everything in the remake to be like the original, and there's no way to just sort of take the settings in this one and port them over because you are, again, remaking everything, you are not remastering it, so you can't... Which begs the question of how the remaster did that, but you know somebody moved a slider in the wrong place or something, I guess. But uh, so I hope it feels like the original, but uh, and doesn't make the same mistakes as the remaster. Do you think it's been long enough since the original was released that there's sort of this whole new generation of players that will want to play this? I don't know. I mean, the original is, you know, what 14 years old now. Um, I think to a lot of people, it's new. You know, but a lot of people don't know what this game is because it was not a giant hit. It's just sort of a critical darling. Yeah. Um, and there's a it's a cult classic, but I wouldn't say that necessarily translates to everybody's played it. Um, it's it's kind of one of those things where it's like I think there's a, the the audience for this game, the people that love this game, always kind of had this thing with it where it was like, well, it's great, we love it, but we sure wish that it had been made on hardware that could handle it. And uh, I thought the closest we were going to get to that was the PS2 one, or the PS3 one. And, yeah, I always... The original's a little janky. It's, oh, yeah. It plays a little rough and looks a little rough. And... It's a little bit of its charm, to it some is. degree. Absolutely. And there are people that hate the remake and think that the changes to right. the, you know, the, the way it, it looks so good, it, luster, loses, yeah. it loses something by running at a smooth frame rate. Like, there are people who are against the 60 frames per second mode in the, in the remake because right. they say... They say it's too smooth. That's what I was saying earlier. The cinematic, right? <laughs> that like, but literally, like, like, like the idea that the frame rate is dropping while this giant thing is stomping around adds to the atmosphere. I think no, that's complete that's nonsense. That's absurd. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the smoother it runs, the better. I mean, if you want to, if you want to play the broken version, go play the PS2 version. Yeah. Um, it's uh, so I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see this art style and these character designs like brought to life 
on hardware that can do it justice, which I think is the point. And like, I, do I think every game should get like two remaster attempts over across three generations? No. no. But like but this, this is, one, I mean, yeah. this is my favorite game of all time. Like, I will take however many of these. If you want to keep putting these out, another one out every generation for the rest of my life, I will keep buying it. Yeah. Like, it's, I think a lot of fans of this game would agree with you on that. They'd and I wouldn't even it. say that about like Eco. You know, the other games is. You know, I, will I buy like the PS5 remaster of uh, Last Guardian? Probably not. No. But like um, this, like yeah, many times you want to you want to make this better. I'll, I'll I'm in. And so you think? Are there a lot of people like you though? Do you think? I don't think this is a needle mover. I think yeah. this. I think this is a this is like Sony kind of has that thing where like some of their games are just like, it's like it's really cool that's in the library. It's yeah. not going to be a hit, but I'm really it's really cool that you did that. And this is one of those to me. It's like you know I'm glad they're doing it because I love this game. Do I think it's going to be like, you know, set the charts on fire? Like, I'll be stunned if the remake of this game ends up in the top ten of any th- of any of the sales charts. Like, it's just, I, I just don't see it. I wouldn't be that surprised. It. I mean, a lot of it will depend on what month it comes what out. What else is out at the time? Yeah. I mean, well, it's February. It's the beginning. It's a month from now. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I so, thought it was coming up real soon. So it's not like it has a ton of competition, but I just don't see... I, I think there's a there's a niche market for it of people who love this game, and maybe some people are curious about this game, and that's the end of it. I, I think it'll sell better than The Last Guardian. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. Also because it's just a more interesting visual. but uh, It's a better game. Yeah. In my opinion, anyway. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, Days Gone. Camera. I'm starting to get worried about this game a little bit, Matt. Yeah, it's it's we've seen a lot of it over the well, couple of years. Well, we saw a lot of it. But like it seems it's like... It's kind of disappeared over the well, last... Well, they didn't have anything to show for them. I, I, I would hope that's because they had to buckle down and start trying to finish the thing um, and not divert more resources to more demos. But, like, we still don't really know what the gameplay is in terms of, like, kind of how it functions. You know, we, we've seen little snippets, but we don't really, you know, we don't have an idea of what an hour of playing We don't know what the loop is like. yet. Yeah. What's the gameplay loop in this game? And we don't know anything, anything about a release date. We don't know, you know, it's, it's, for something we've seen so many, like, minutes of footage of, it feels strangely vague. I really don't know what kind of game it is, to be honest with you. Is yeah. it an open world game where you can go wherever you want? Is know. it a linear game where that gives you the appearance of it being open world and you're kind of forced to go from one location yeah. to the is next? Yeah, it like big and... areas, but it's not an open world. It's like a Witcher yeah. 2 thing where it's like big open zones, but there's no air, there's no open world. I mean, I really the only thing I know is that it seems that you can manipulate the zombies mm-hmm. to help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is it is it is it a secret gang warfare simulator that just <laughs> yeah, happens to have zombies in it? Like, it, I don't know. It's, maybe a little bit of that mystery is good. Do you think it's coming out this year? God, I would hope so. It needs to it come fe- out. It this feels year. like it, otherwise, it feels like you're over baking. You know what I mean? And I think also it's maybe starts to look a little long in the tooth. Yeah. If it doesn't come out this year, um, it looks good. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but if you really stop, kind of pause the game and look, there's like five zombie types that are just. Cut yeah, the, the zombies all go to, to the same hairdresser, yeah. at, the, at the very least. <laughs> yeah. um, but, like, yeah, I, I feel like this is not one you can let linger too long, because, like, the zombie thing can really get stale fast, and, like, you're also going to start... The, the more you delay this, the more you're going to start running to the point where you're starting to see this alongside Last of Us 2, and I don't think this thing can stand against Last of Us 2. No way. Like, no. If, if you're just talking about being out in the wilderness fighting zombie things... With extra human drama using shotguns, like Last of Us Two is going to kill this game every single time. Absolutely, and people are just whether it's fair or not, people will perceive these as kind of birds of a feather. And I think you need Days Gone out before you start pushing Last of Us Two in earnest. Agreed. Uh, God of War. 
So just today, Game Informer released his cover story with tons of information on God of War. You cannot jump in the game. That was one of the big revelations. <laughs> That's kind of a big deal. Yeah, I mean, double jumping is sort of Kratos' bread and butter. Yeah, I mean, you can't jump at all, apparently, according to Corey Barlog. Uh, and I don't want to spoil too much of what Game Informer reported today, because obviously it does great work, and I would prefer people go and kind of check out their coverage. Um, and I want to talk a little more generally for uh, this episode of Game Face and not get drilled down on the details as much. Um, also, one of the things that has come out over the last couple of days is that pre-sales for God of War are a bit soft. Hmm. Um, I saw somebody reporting that on Twitter yesterday, uh, which I was kind of surprised by. I haven't pre-ordered it. You haven't? No. No? And why is that, Matt? I don't know. It just seems far away. I know it's not. It's not. It's like, like a two, three months away, I think. I don't know. Maybe I'm waiting for the better bonuses. Yeah, you're waiting know. for the collector's edition or something along Maybe. those lines. I don't think. I, I mean, I doubt. I doubt it. I don't need a statue of Kratos. Yeah, you probably already have like three. No, <laughs> no. I, don't, I don't think I have any God of War merchandise. No, no. I, I have all the games. I like. I mean, I love God of War, but I just never. This this to me is a needle mover. Yeah, I would. I would hope so. I, I regardless of soft pre-order sales or whatever, this is. One of the reasons people buy PlayStation hardware. Yeah. Uh, and certainly, I am very happy that I have a PlayStation 4 so that I can play this game. Uh, and if I didn't, I would certainly consider buying one just to play it. Um, I've always liked God of War. I would agree that by the time the PlayStation 3 iteration came out, that whole formula was starting to get a little dry. Mm-hmm. I still really enjoyed the, the game. But by the time I got to the end of it, it, the seams are starting to show in in its design. Yeah. Well, I think also like God. I mean, I played all the. I didn't play Ascension, um, the weird prequel multiplayer one. Yeah. Um, in fact, I continually forget that God of War, Ascension, and Gears of War Judgment exist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the I, I really like the originals. I didn't. I I, I struggled to get all the way through three uh, because the the maze part in Hades yeah. was and then remember the just, ending with the one on one battle yeah and it like, was like almost impossible to win at first and they had to go in and they had to nerf it yeah and it was just it <laughs> I mean it I I dug it but like I felt that that game kind of peaked in the opening sequence well know? I thought I felt like it peaked in the middle of the game sort of like the opening... that's where the best part of the game like it I felt like this it started off great. It built, 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 and they got to the middle of the game, and then it just kind of plateaued and just slowly went down from mm-hmm. then on. At least that's how I experienced and, it. And uh, so I think mix, you know, mixing up the formula is good. I, you know, to me, someone who likes God of War, I'm into. I'm, I'm glad to see them taking it to a new uh, location and some new uh, mythology, and then the fact that they're kind of mixing it up and being it more. More of an adventure game, and I, you know, as someone who really liked, who really likes the new Tomb Raider games, like, there's enough, like, kind of, I see enough pedigree there from, from that kind of idea that I, I'm more interested in this than I would be if it was just another hack and slash, like, standard, standard God of War game. And look, absolutely for me, this is a needle mover. Not only that, we have not been saturated with marketing for this game. Mm -hmm. Like, the crazy part is they put out this big chunk of gameplay to debut it for the first time. And really have not shown us anything since. And it's a pretty long game by their Yeah, by they're their saying claims. it's like 25, 30 yeah. hours or something like that. And this is pretty much all we got. We got those weird, like, audio logs that they've been putting out to promote it. Mm. They're supposed to, like, help you get into the lore of the game. We found out, We actually found out more from the ESRB rating yeah. than we did. Yeah, than we have from, like, the developers. <laughs> yeah. 
And it's only a couple months away, so I would expect that we're not going to see a whole lot more of it until then. Yeah. Uh, and I kind of like that. It's very rare for a game to be under-marketed. Sony may regret it in the long run, but it's good for us, I think. Well, we'll see what they can... You know, I bet you'll see, like, a big uh, commercial for this, like, during the Super Bowl. Yeah. And stuff. You know, like, they'll, they'll ramp it up. Uh, we'll, and it looks... I mean, it still looks like... You look at this, and you're like, this is running on a PlayStation oh, I know, 4? Dude, like, that's crazy. crazy. Yeah, when it showed that face a second ago, my eyeballs, yeah. like, popped. Well, even, like, like, wow. the, like, when they see the, the elk or the deer yeah, early, yeah, yeah, and the, just, the, 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 just the lighting on it, yeah. like, it's just, when it runs away, it's like, yeah, it's, yeah, it looks amazing. So I think they'll... This team has proven itself over and over I think again they'll get well, some so I have very traction. little fear that this is going to be... Yeah, I think they'll get traction, even if it takes some time and some word of mouth. They'll get some traction from the same same audience that makes uh, the Uncharted games a big deal. Like the people who just want those that cinematic adventure kind yep. of thing. It's it's all right here. It's looking hot. Just watching this again, it gets me excited to play it. Uh, next up, Marvel Spider Man Insomniac mm-hmm. Spider Man game. I think we're pretty safe to say that's going to come out this year. Yeah. Um, is there a film to coincide with that or no? No. So it's going to be kind of the gap filler in between the next film. Uh, and the last one. Well, I mean. Marvel, I mean, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is kind of its own. Yeah, piece. I guess you're right. It's like it's um, just always going, always evolving. Spider Man is in Infinity War, which is in May, so you put it out around like early summer. Like, There's no you, bad time. You're riding the Spider Man yeah, game. You're going to ride that that wave because Infinity War is going to be gigantic. Yeah. Um, maybe it? one of the biggest, maybe the biggest movie ever. I don't know if it can beat Avatar because Avatar was a strange phenomenon. Yeah. But consider this: the uh, it took, I think, it was two weeks. For the Infinity War trailer teaser trailer to hit 100 million views, and that is more than The Force Awakens, Jurassic World, and I believe Beauty and the Beast combined. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, the, in- the interest big. is there, <laughs> and yeah. if it's even just okay, it's going to be a big deal. And Spider-Man is going to obviously be a part of it. Uh, I would, I would hope a, b- a fairly large part of it because I like Tom Holland in the role. I'd like to see more of him in this movie. Um, and uh, you know, like giving people a little more Spider-Man to play as, uh, especially the quality of an Insomniac game. I think uh, there's no bad time for that. If this was a multi-platform game, I feel like it could have been one of the best-selling games of yeah. 2018. The, um, I mean, the next Spider-Man is definitely most definitely a needle mover for Sony. Yeah, the next because you're only going is, to be able to get this on PlayStation 4. That is a huge deal. The next Spider-Man movie is next summer, like okay. summer 2019. Yeah, so it um, kind of fills in the gap year between. Yeah, so sp- this, this is your big Spider-Man event for 2018. Th- this will absolutely get people to buy a PlayStation 4, I believe. I would um, think so, yeah. Look, Insomniac, it's lo- I feel like it's lost a little bit of its luster over the last couple of years. Well, there was, a po- but- there was a time when Insomniac had never made anything other than a good to great game. Right. And yeah. I don't know if that's true anymore, especially after Fuse. Um, so I think the luster is off them. You know, the bloom is off that rose a little bit, but I think... Their like you know their top quality work is still head and shoulders above ninety nine percent of right. the industry, and this looks like they're firing on all cylinders. Uh, also, and- the conversations we've had with Naughty Dog at E three, where you and I have both spoken with them, are very encouraging. Insomniac. Insomniac, yeah. yeah. As far as what they've been saying about the game, what their motivations are yeah. for the game, and-, and the people like running this this game, like everyone in Insomniac, the first thing they say is like, "We've we've wanted to make this for years. Like yep. this is, you know, these are yeah, huge Spider Man fans. fans that know what Spider Man should be, and they know who all all they all, they know the mythos, they know you know what people are after, 
uh, you know, and and uh, it's their own version of things. They're not beholden to anything else. Not, they don't have to fit in any other continuity. They don't have to do anything like that. They just need to give us their own take on it. And create and, a great Spider-Man game. And create a great <laughs> Spider-Man game. And, like, you know, you're, you're sort of dealing with, a, in that sense, you're dealing with a similar uh, scenario as uh, Rocksteady with Arkham Asylum. And that worked out pretty well. So, yep. don't don't kill him. There you go. <laughs> it's looking great. I mean, yeah. just watching this again and seeing kind of how flexible the combat system is yeah. and how you can use the environment and everything, it's it's looking real hot. And Still again, not a giant fan of the white spider logo, but uh, yeah, that's just me. It is what it is. That's me being a comic nerd. Right. But I think, honestly, this game of any PlayStation 4 exclusive this year is the biggest deal. Because Cause they don't make games like this anymore. Yeah, the one big, the big license like game doesn't really happen anymore. But Spider-Man has such broad appeal. It's like God of War. It's like kids can't play a God of War game. And look, this may end up being rated T, which I'm guessing it probably will, it will be or whatever. Be, yeah. But parents are going to let kids play this game. The audience for this is far bigger than God of War. Can only buy it on PlayStation 4. Provided Insomniac ends up holding its end of the deal. I think it could be one of the biggest games of the year for PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on. Next, we're going to talk about Dissidia, Final Fantasy NT. <laughs> this is a game I'm shocked isn't getting more buzz than it is. I'm not, really. Um, it's a fighting game full of the most popular Final Fantasy characters ever. Yeah, but it's weird fighting game. And it's the, an arena fighter. Yeah, and, like, I mean, if you've played the, the other two, um, the, the PSP one. And, and this the, is based on the, an arcade game in Japan. Yeah. Um, they're, they're a little wonky, uh, and of course, every time Square tries to mash his characters together, you get, like, a lot of weirdness in this yeah. going on, and, like, I don't know, like, I don't know if people are really aware this is coming, like, the, the hype is kind of low. That's what I'm saying, but even, look, we But they up... haven't really promoted a ton of it, and when they promote it, it mostly makes people, like, ask questions, like, they... Well, they've marketed the hell out of it, I've man. barely we probably seen anything. Have... I just haven't been paying attention We probably have 200 trailers for this game Jeez. on Sifted at this point. I'm not even exaggerating. Like, well, probably I saw, 200. Well, I saw a thing where they put out... It was a pre-order bonus or something for Cloud's iconic nail bat. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> unless I miss something, Cloud does not use a nail bat. Yeah. Like, I don't know where that came from. I don't know what the hell they're uh, talking about there. They're taking some liberties with uh, the IP a little bit. But just the idea that, you, that Cloud can fight Seth or whatever, like... It seems like this game should be a bigger deal than it is. And it well, is a PS4 exclusive. I also think that, like... The Final Fantasy audience is not as big as people think it is. Yeah, I guess it's, maybe it has started to dwindle over the years. But uh, this game has not moved the needle on Sifted. And maybe it's because of saturation and people are just getting sick of looking at it. Uh, but you're right. It's coming out here in like another month or two. And there's just very little interest or hype around the game. Uh, we'll see. Once it gets here, maybe that'll change. People will perk up and be like, oh, that's right. That Final Fantasy fighting game is coming out now. Um but still, it's a, it, this is a nice arrow to put in the PS4 quiver for 2018 uh, to kind of have in the back of your mind is, yeah, there's another exclusive, a third-party exclusive, I might add, which no one else is getting at this point. Um, it's a nice little filler because, let's be honest, the beginning of the year is nowhere near like it was, like the beginning of 2017 was. Mm. It's just not this bereft of yeah. quality throughout. Well, and a lot of, most of the stuff that's supposed to come out at the end of 2017 actually made it. So. Yeah, you're right, which is also rare. Which is why 2017, in a lot of ways, was so good at the beginning, mm-hmm. because a lot of games were delayed out of 2016. Yeah, we got the, the best of, of what 2016 missed, and then like the stuff we were promised for the end of it, the year actually got there. So Yep. Uh, here's another Japanese game that may or may not actually make a difference. Yakuza 6. 
is that coming out in the U.S. this year? Yeah, for sure. Yes, it's been out in Japan. So it's like June, I guess, mm-hmm. something like that. Somewhere in there. And then at some point around the time of release, I would expect an announcement for Kiwami Two for yeah. the U.S. release. Yeah, because it's already been. Is it out in Japan? Kiwami Two. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, Yakuza Six. Have you played it? No. I wait for the English on these because yeah. it's just too much text. Yeah, I could totally get that. Um, also, like you know, like some people were wondering why this wasn't on my most anticipated you know list at the at the pre the last show of the year. Um, like we uh, we got a lot of Yakuza last yeah. year. Like, <laughs> I, I, there was zero and Kiwami. It's a Yakuza like, pretty I, much. I'm not too thirsty for Yakuza content right now, but I'm obviously in in on this. This is the big finale of. Uh, that whole story arc, right? Of Kiryu's story. Uh, they say they're not going to use him moving forward, at least not as a player character. They would. Right. And then there's a there's some mobile game, a free-to-play mobile game, I think, that sort of hinted already at who might the next star might be. Um, but, uh, I mean, these games are fantastic. And, like, they're the, also really big. They're really big. Really long. They have tons of content. And, we, and, like you said, we've just been flooded with them over the last, yeah. like, two years. It's, and, like, it's and, bordering on burnout a little bit. Yeah, well, I mean, they're almost done. Yeah, like part, because part of the part of it comes from the fact that they remade the PS2 ones. Right. You know, yeah. one, one and two yeah. were quite frankly not playable by modern standards in yeah. some way. It was they're they're real primitive and um, bringing them up to the you know zero is probably the best game in the series right now. There are people who play the Japanese version of six that say six is better than zero, but it's using the same engine and stuff. Um, so one, you know, there's no loss. There's no way to lose there. Like the, you know, this is gonna, this is gonna be a solid finale. Um, I don't know how much sense it will make if you haven't played all the other five, six right. games. Um, but uh, you're gonna really get your money. Your money's worth. Yeah, with you this get your money's worth sure. all these games. And the other and it's thing I love about the summer, which is typically a dead zone kind yeah. of for games. And the other thing I love about the Yakuza games is they have that kind of heightened melodrama that is so common in Japanese media. Yeah. But they don't feel like they're for teenagers. They don't feel like oh, they're for children. Not. Yeah. You know, like sometimes like you know, like something like Xenoblade Chronicles Two or uh, some of the Tales of games kind of have that thing where you feel like you're playing something that was probably targeted for thirteen year olds. Yeah. And, 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 while, was. and it was. And it was. And while Yakuza has a lot of the same sort of, you know, sort of melodrama and slapstick comedy relief and sort of things that you see in a lot of the anime style stuff, it's still like when it comes, when it, you know, when the rubber meets the road, the storytelling is a more adult approach. For and sure. I really like that Sega kind of takes these games and shows that like you can have your cake and eat it too in that regard in, in terms of of kind of having a very, very just, in, you know, immutably Japanese product that still doesn't feel like it's not for me. Yeah. You know, like, and it's not a cultural divide thing. It's not a, it's just like, it's literally a target audience thing. You know, it's like a lot of these JRPGs now are targeted at basically children. And Yakuza is not. Yakuza is more for, I think, somebody in the kind of the college realm, range would be yeah. their, probably their target. Um and it harkens back to a lot of movies I like, the Yakuza Papers, and uh, you know that kind of thing. And uh, there's nothing else like it, honestly. Like this you... is the first Yakuza built from the ground up for Generation Eight, is that right? No, Zero, I think. Zero was, was the first. Zero one? was okay. Um, or was there was there a Yakuza Zero on the PS3 in Japan? There might have been. I can't remember. I think there was. Six might be it. Yeah. Maybe maybe there was a PS3 version of Zero. I think there might have been can't remember someone will tell us in the comments they always do okay now we're going to move on to games for the playstation 4 that may or may not make it out this year these are kind of on the buffer zone uh some people are suggesting that they will some people are suggesting they won't 
the first one we're going to talk about is The Last of Us Part Two. Um, I would have said a month ago, a month and a half ago, no way in hell this comes out in 2018. However, after everything that happened at the Game Awards with Jeff Keighley, I'm starting to think that maybe it is coming out this year because it was mm-hmm. winner of the most anticipated game of 2018. I don't think that means anything. You don't think it does? It was most anticipated game, not most anticipated game of 2018. The year had no, oh, was not, right. was not was mentioned not in that a category. There. There's no year in that category. Mm, it's just what people are looking forward to. That's an interesting point. Yeah, that's, I didn't, there is no way in hell this game comes out this year. I Like I said, before the Game Awards, I would agree with you 100%. No, the, the, that, the most anticipated is purely just what you're looking forward to. It has nothing to do with the year release. That seems bad for them to do it that way. Or... Well, because that way, you, like, some crazy thing that's just way off on the horizon is always going to win. You know, like it's, it's like if you put Final Fantasy VII up, it could win. You it know? just it, seems right. It just seems silly though, because if you don't assign a year to it, then like you said, games that have just been announced like yesterday right. can still win the award when they're not even really relevant yeah. yet. Well, I know? think that's that's exactly what happened. Yeah, which is a shame. Like I feel like they should probably do it for the following. You should try to target the next calendar year. I yeah. agree with that. Yeah. But I agree with you. I real I would say fifty percent chance this comes out this year. Oh, I would. 10, say less? 10%. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think this game is anywhere near ready. I'm sure what Naughty Dog's going to try to do is double dip, is have it come out on Generation 8, oh, sure. yeah. wait a few months, and then put it out on Generation 9. Yeah. I think, again, I think those genera- those, those are way out. Yeah. I mean, Could well, be. I think, I think whatever the place, PlayStation 5, whatever, you know, whatever, whatever they call it, I think 2020 is, is, a, is a fine estimate, as uh, Eve's indicated. Yep. They got plenty of time. They put this out at the end of 2019 and still have six to eight months window before they have to worry about a PS5 version. Yep. All right, next up, and this one is probably just as far-fetched, Death Stranding. No. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We still haven't seen a lick of gameplay from this game. No. And probably won't this entire year. No. Although they say the one part of this this, uh, trailer is playable. Yes, you can play as <laughs> underwater underwater Norman Reedus. Yeah. <laughs> which I can't even figure out what you're doing there. But yeah. Okay. But yeah, I think I mean we I might give this a ten percent chance of coming out this year. I give it zero. Zero? Zero. This game will not be out this year. No. I mean it, look it is Kojima. Yeah. And he, even when he does announce a release date he never hits it. So Yeah. And we've also basically if you look at any of the stuff he's talking about He's basically said Sony has let, is going to let me do whatever the hell I want. Yeah, so I'll see you in 2020. Sony's not going to pressure him, I don't think, to get this game done. Not this one. Maybe the next one. Yeah. Like, we'll see what this sells. They, they have the built-in excuse of, oh, it's a new studio and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. The it's setup Kojima, time. Yeah. The hype that, will sell That itself. honeymoon will wear out eventually, just like it did at Konami. Because here's the thing. I, I just don't... Like, I look at this, and, like, as, as technically impressive it is, as it is, I think, like, it's too weird for the mass audience. Like, it's like... I don't think you're gonna. No, think, it absolutely is. That's this why game I'm ain't, this ain't gonna sell it. nine million copies. It's like gonna sell like two. See, this is like an interesting weird though. Like yeah. the weird that was well, that was in Metal Gear Solid. Like that weird was just weird. It made no sense, and I felt like well, it was the, always like a weird. The weird in translation Metal, from Japanese to English. Right. The weird in Metal Gear. Up. A lot of times, the weird in Metal Gear Solid felt like a mistake. Right. It felt like, wait, is this supposed to be like this, or am I just getting a weird translation? It, it just felt like things got lost in translation. This, in I just, I. It's, this is just freaking weird right and it's an intriguing weird on some level but at the same time it's you know much like watching a jj abrams film you know the answer is going to be dumb yeah like, possibly it, it's 
like I, if I watched it, if this was like a TV show and this was like the trailer for an upcoming TV show, I would watch the living crap out of that TV show. At least until I watched it and realized it wasn't very good. Right. But the premise behind this, I hook, line, and sinker, I'm in. Uh, it could be a terrible oh, game. Yeah. But... I mean, premise doesn't mean like, go watch the current X Files stuff. You want to see a premise wasted. Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Touche. Uh, let's move on. Kingdom Hearts three. No. Is that is that game multi platform, or is it just PS four? Mm, as far as I'm concerned, it's PS four. That's I'm, what I thought. I play too. Kingdom Hearts games on PlayStation. We put it in the PS four section. It wouldn't shock me if it's eventually announced for other platforms. Yeah, or maybe I mean, it, it already could be an is. Xbox I One. I don't know. But uh, I... it feels like it feels like. If, since the Xbox One doesn't have the, the the remakes and remasters on them, it feels like you're kind of hanging the Xbox audience out to dry, like by throwing that game at this game at them. Yeah. So I feel like if we if it was coming out on Xbox, I think like you would probably want to put out the 1.5 2.5 collection. Yeah. To prepare them. Yeah, that's a good so. point. Um, what do you what do you think the chances are this comes out this year? Five percent. Five. Like <laughs> we're hit, we're hitting low like, percentages on this only, PS4 stuff. Only because I I have mildly more confidence in Nomura than I do with uh, Kojima. Mildly. To to get five like, percent more. Yeah, five percent. <laughs> if Kojima, if there was no Death Stranding, this would be a zero percent. But I I can't put it <laughs> the same level as Kojima. Got you. Fair enough. Uh, then the last game, uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake. Not a chance in hell. Episodic. Negative five. You don't think they can maybe get the first episode done for this year? <sighs> They've been working if, on if it, it was, a long damn time. But they started over. Um, if, <laughs> they well, they kind of did. They did a bunch of hiring. If last it was year. anyone else, maybe. Yeah. Um, but Square with this, and they did show some play. Square has stuff. dragged their feet on the. I mean, look, if they were going to get it out any time, it would have been last year, the 20th anniversary of Final Fantasy VII. That's a good point. And now it's like, okay, well, now you missed that. It. You missed like, that. Like, what are you just doing? This is wait for the 25th anniversary. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it could happen. Buckle up. I mean, it could, yeah, it's it's not impossible. Yeah, I mean, it, one one thing that at I would the very say, least I would bet the at the you know optimistically maybe the last chapter gets released at the 25th anniversary. Yeah, that could. Be the, the I think you're splitting generations with this with this game. The one thing I would say is we've seen gameplay of this, and we haven't seen gameplay of The Last of Us or Death Stranding yet. So yeah, but who knows if that gameplay is relevant anymore? Yeah, like it I, could have been completely changed. We just don't know. I mean, we just don't know. It's been so long, and like it's so weird, and we haven't seen anything more than that one little snippet of gameplay. And I, I would give this a high. I would give this like a twenty percent chance of the first episode coming out this year in Japan, maybe. Be, if they were smart, they'd do a simultaneous release. Oh, yeah. Because, dude, pe people will import the living crap yeah. out of this if it but comes out Japan first. I don't know. Translation be damned. They wouldn't care. People are so excited for this game. I'm, my guess is no. On this. I don't think... I, don't I think, think 20% means my guess yeah. is no. <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, stranger things have happened. Not very. Not very. I mean, when it comes to Square getting <laughs> one of these weird remakes they've promised. I mean, between this and Kingdom Hearts, it's like, flip a coin. Yeah. So Kingdom Hearts or this more likely this year? Mm, that's really tough. Yeah. <laughs> I guess maybe I would marginal. I would probably marginally go Kingdom Hearts more likely too. this year, just because I'm sure Disney would like them to get it freaking done, and yeah. they probably don't have that kind of pressure. I'm also wondering too if uh, if Square might try to squeeze in some of the more recently acquired properties into Kingdom Hearts, like maybe a Star Wars. Well, we don't thing. know anything about. It. I mean, people have been mining some of that stuff and have found some things. There's oh, really? A, there's a Frozen thing in there. There's, I mean, oh. there's, there's more recent stuff in there. Star Wars and Marvel, like there's no indication yet. I mean, that would be could happen. 
It could, but prob- probably not Star Wars because that would be a, that would be Lucasfilm's call, and Lucasfilm uh, probably has that tied up with EA. No, right. um, I don't. I think that might violate the that's true the agreement with EA. There was the stuff with uh, the Toys to Life game though, Disney Infinity. Yeah, but that was a pre-existing agreement, I think. Right, and then. Uh, the uh, like Lego is a different license. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I mean, they could make it happen if they wanted to, probably. But just don't. But, like, like just finish not. Kingdom Hearts yeah, three. Like, just don't do it. It's um, not worth DLC. You could do DLC, but get Kingdom Hearts three out. I think Marvel would be a, a less complicated thing to put in there. Uh, which you know, if you can put Pirates of the Caribbean and Kingdom Hearts two, you can put Marvel Cinematic Universe. And but I just I don't know if they'll go that far. It seems like the thing they're kind of touting as their big uh, oh you've been waiting for it and now it's finally here in Kingdom Hearts 3 is Pixar stuff yeah so that's, yeah I've read something about that actually so we'll see um, so that's it for PlayStation 4 as far as exclusives are concerned again we'll get to multi-platform third-party stuff in next week's show um, what would you what letter grade would you give for Sony for 2018 based upon what we know mm. right now yeah, like a B plus right now I, I agree yeah. I would I would probably lower that if God of War wasn't there but, uh, well, it is. It no. is. So. <laughs> God, God of War is really anchoring that. this lineup, I think. Spider-Man, though. Yeah. I think Spider-Man's maybe a bigger deal. Sales-wise, and I And then your I favorite game of all time being completely Yeah, but I, I can't add that. I mean, <laughs> that's an A all by itself, but I can't, I can't right, right. throw that in there. <laughs> Try that, to show that, some... That doesn't do anybody Some integrity any here in yeah. this. <laughs> I'd agree with you. B+. Plus. I mean, of the three, once again, Sony looks like it's going to have the best first party exclusive lineup uh, for 2018. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Obviously, with all the stuff coming up for Switch, 18 games, apparently, that we should hear about. Yeah. Nintendo has a chance to kind of to overthrow things a little bit, but... Uh, after kind of a little bit of an off year last year for PS4 as far as exclusives, uh, it looks like 2018 is going to be a little bit better. So pretty excited for that. Uh, it's time to move on. We're going to do next our 2018 predictions. However, before we go on with 2018, I actually went back and watched episode 72 from last year. Um, and I will say I was much more svelte in episode 72 <laughs> than I am in this episode. It was quite an eye-opener for me, and I'll get to that in a little bit. Mm. But uh, I want to go over what our predictions were for 2017, because a lot of times we make predictions, we never go back and actually see how we did. I wanted to make sure we did that this year. So our 2017 predictions were, your first prediction was, VR will continue to fade. I think that right i mean the sales were better than i thought they'd be yeah maybe Um, a little bit but i think as you keep saying the killer app isn't there yet yeah like the thing the breakout moment hasn't happened yeah and it's i think it's i think the quest still stands on the edge of a knife and sony uh, announced today that by the end of 2018 it will have doubled the software library for playstation vr that's good i mean there's just some interest yet but i will say this uh since i moved I have not unpacked either VR headset. Yeah. So <laughs> mine literally has like I was talking yesterday. I was on Colin Moriarty's podcast, recording it yesterday, and that'll go up I think for his patrons today, and then for everybody else next week. But anyway, well, today being Friday, Friday, yeah, and this will probably go up Saturday, Saturday, yeah, so, yes. or late Friday night, depending on where you live. I so guess. yesterday, yeah, it's probably up now. I <laughs> well for his patrons, not patrons, for anybody else, okay. yeah. Um, but I mentioned that, like, uh, we were gone and we came back from the holidays, and, like, the dust in our apartment was, like, first of all, it's really thick from all the fires, but it's, like, salt and pepper. And I could see it because my PlayStation VR is white, 
-hmm. and I could see the black specks from the California fires in the dust on my PlayStation VR. Uh, So I'm right there with you. Like, I have rarely used it recently. Although that's going to change, and I'll explain why in a little bit. Um, Yeah, but were were you right on that one? Mm, I feel like it's kind of held steady. Yeah. hasn't faded, really. Yeah. which is good. I mean, better than I thought. Well, yeah. I mean, you love being wrong in cases. Yeah, like I, that, I just right? I thought like I think in the spirit of what I said a year ago was more like by the end of 2017 we won't even be talking about it anymore. Yeah, and that's not true. Like yeah. it's still there. It's, it's not. True. It's not a phenomenon yet. Maybe not ever, but it's still there and and chugging along. Yep. Uh, my first prediction was that the Switch would sell less than five million units worldwide. Whoops. Oops. <laughs> it, uh, it's basically at 9.5 million worldwide right now. The last time Nintendo gave up numbers for it. So uh, I was way wrong there. I was only half... I only had half of what they actually ended up yeah. selling. Well, hell, I don't even know if I would have believed they would have been able to produce that many. Right. A year ago. I mean, look, it, I don't regret making that prediction. Like, I just really don't. I don't think anyone really saw... And no. people will say they did. There'll be people like, I knew all along. It was I don't believe Nobody that. Knew. I people, really... Certainly people hoped. Yeah, yeah. But that's not the same thing as knowing. Yeah, I, I've been shocked at the reception of it. Again, like I said, I was flying back and forth from uh, over the holidays and seeing a lot of people on the plane using it. Um, yeah, it's just a, it's a phenomenon right now. We'll see if it can keep, hold us momentum, but I was 100% mm-hmm. wrong. Uh, I even thought it. I thought I was really safe when I made that prediction. To be honest with you, I was like, "Oh, five million. I'll even. I'll toss in an extra." Oh, million. I thought you were way high on that. Yeah, yeah, but nope. I was way wrong instead. Uh, and then Matt, your second prediction was, and you nailed the this easiest one. Easiest prediction of all time. <laughs> Star Citizen would not be released in 2017. Duh. Do you Let think you can make that it, prediction and carry that one over? <laughs> like, let's just keep going. Let it ride. You can cut and paste that. I'll just make up the rundown for next year's Double show. Double or right nothing. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, is that game ever going to come out? Like, fully come out? Yeah, I mean, I think it will. I mean, it depends what you mean by out. I mean, they finally got 3.0 up, I think. Yeah. Like, you can play it. You can play it. Um, I mean, when I say out, I mean both the single-player module Squadron 42, which is kind of the Wing Commander thing that stars yeah. Mark Hamill and all these people. I mean, and the multiplayer component, which is the Star Citizen component, which is like kind of the living universe thing. Like, that, both those things out. That is Star Citizen has been released. Whether okay. it sucks or not. I mean, I mean right. you know, those things are out in a 1.0 manner. It's been released. Uh, who knows? <laughs> I mean, they are finally starting to show some more footage from the single player, from Squadron 42. Game looks as impressive as hell, man. Yeah, that was, know, every time they show it, my jaw That was supposed off, to be but... out... Uh, this past December, it was supposed to be out a month ago. Uh, you know, Still not. years previous. I mean, that was the. Yeah. But yeah, um, are we going to see it this year? Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, not to. I, 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 I what would chance? Com- you, what percentage do you think it'll it'll come out this year? Seven. Seven. Seven percent. You're that unsure about this year, huh? In terms of both things coming out, yeah, maybe Squadron Forty Two might squeak out. Wow. I don't know. I don't know. How much more patient can people be? A lot, considering how much money they keep throwing these people. It is crazy. I mean, people they're about keep to put, giving them money. They're about to put out another like run of the cap ships. I think for how, like twelve hundred, thirteen hundred bucks. It's so a, funny a how they can and just, they sell. They sell in minutes. It's hilarious. Gone. I, I hope everyone doesn't end up being just a total sucker for this and get burned, man. It would be really, really bad. I, mean, I don't see some how... people have spent lots of money. Oh, on there's this. people who have spent tens of thousands, I know. hundreds of thousands. I hope it all cases. works out, man. It would be really bad if it didn't. Um, it would certainly 
I mean, already people are turning away from crowdfunding. I'm sure you saw the the data from uh, yeah. Kickstarter and Fig from this or week. Board, board games are the new kings. Yeah, like board games are making all the money. In Which games. is true. I mean, I've backed several board games last year, and I don't think I backed any video games. Games are either flat or down. I think the last video game I backed was uh, Sundered. Which, by the way, delivered on time yeah, for yeah. the first time yeah. ever. So well done to Sundered. But um, but this could be like the final nail in the crowdfunding coffin if this thing goes belly up. I don't know. I think this is its own beast. Like it's you know it's not going to help. But like this, I mean, if people if this goes completely sideways, people aren't going to blame crowdfunding. They're going to blame Chris Roberts. Yeah. You know this is this is this is very targeted on on you know the target is on the back of Man, Chris Roberts and his company. Imagine the pressure. <laughs> And, uh, but hey, thing, you asked for it. Yeah. It's like, well, that's the thing. Is like this. I think it will come out. I think it will be. I mean, I would you know, kill for that kind of pressure. Like if I went, woke up one day and our Patreon had hit like two hundred thousand dollars. Like I wouldn't shirk away. I'd be like, Yahoo! <laughs> now we can do what we've always wanted to do, but never had the money to do it. So I, I hopefully think, he's embracing it as well. Yeah. Well, I think uh, he's embracing it in Aruba. No. <laughs> yeah. um, Embracing it in a bathtub of money. I, I think it'll come out. I think it'll be fine. But I think it will have a long way. You know, like any online game, it's going to have a long way to go to meet the expectations of what it can do overall. Because like they've added all the on-foot stuff. You can buy land now. You can, you can actually buy parcels of land on various planets and own land and create farms and have land... Ve- like, they were selling land vehicles a couple weeks ago. Jeez. I mean, it's just... And there's a point at which, like, you start to remind me... I mean, it was probably no coincidence that uh, they were getting heat from uh, Derek Smart for a while, uh, who made the Battlecruiser uh, 3000 games, were, which were hugely ambitious space capital ship simulator games that were completely unplayable if you didn't memorize every key on the keyboard. Um, that's when it goes overboard. And like, <laughs> but it's like, but he did that same thing with the uh, battle, battle cruiser, uh, universal combat. It was called, it was a, a revamp of the battle cruiser idea. And I think some of it came out on, on 360 or something like that. But like it was, it had that and you could fly a little fighter and you could drive a little thing on a planet. It was all, it was all like a cool idea. It was kind of the dream space game, but none of it worked right. And yeah. It's this same thing where it's like, okay, well, you want to do on-foot marine stuff and driving and ground stuff and planetary landings and mid-air space combat and player player flown carriers and corvettes. It's and too much. It's like, can you just make sure that the flight model works? Right. Like, it, it feels like you're biting off so much you you have to be able to chew that like you're expecting. You know, part of me expects this to launch with like, you know. The space combat's in, the rudimentary on-foot stuff is in, but, but basically it's going to take three... But he hadn't promised two... all that if he wouldn't have got all the money that he's got. It's oh, a yeah. very slippery slope there. Well, so. it's like, but it's like a more, you know, reasonable way to do it in my head would be like, okay, we're going to put out this space game thing, and then we're going to say, hey, keep funding us if you want to add this, and slowly add, bolt things on, like expansion style. Yeah. Um, but they're trying, it's like they're trying to release... It's like they're trying to release War- World of Warcraft as it exists today, all at once in 2004. Yeah. And, like, I just don't know if that's possible. It's insane. Uh, my last prediction for 2017 was the Xbox One will nosedive. Did I get that right? I think uh, I did. Yeah, I mean... I mean, it got to the point where it had to release new hardware. Yeah, I mean, the sales, like, didn't do terrible, but I feel like no one's talking about it. Yeah. Like, the mind share is just not there anymore. And uh, certainly, in ter- I think in terms of perception, it has nosedived. Its software sales obviously were abysmal because there was no software There's to nothing buy. Nothing to sell. Yeah. <laughs> 
so I don't know. Maybe I'll say Maso Manos on that one, whether I got yeah, it right or not. I don't, it's, it's like the, the VR fading thing. It's like, yeah. you know, is it wrong? Not necessarily, but I don't. Did it, was it as bad as we said they were going to be? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. All right, let's get to our 2018 predictions, which will be held to exactly one year from now. <laughs> and we'll see how it goes. Matt, what's your first prediction for 2018? Uh, my first prediction is that the Switch sales are going to slow noticeably. Okay. Uh, not crash. They're not. It's not going to bomb or anything. Give us like a number. So it sold 10 million this year worldwide. Um, what do you think it'll do in 2018? 2018, I think it'll sell closer to five, six million. Okay. Um, I just don't think the software is there. Unless, I mean, the caveat on this is if they get that Pokemon game out and the Pokemon game is exclusive to Switch, I think that could then boost it. Could it could explode. Yeah, it could explode in a way that we aren't ready for yeah um but if it does if, if nintendo kind of cruises the way they tend to and if like there's no like big surprises in the pipeline because they've blown their two big cannons already in 2017 it's just not going to be as exciting a year uh which is fine you know it's, it's just fine it's, it's i think they've got the momentum you know if they end up around 16 17 million sold by the end of 20 2018 like that's still a pretty good that's place good. to be yeah for sure um but I just, I just don't see. I think if you are were excited by Switch, the concept, you've already got one. So what's left is people being excited by a price drops, which are not going to happen anytime soon. Uh, bundles, which might be a thing if you can put uh, Mario and something later on. Smash Brothers. Uh, and Smash Brothers maybe. Um, but I just don't think it's going to hit the critical mass that like PlayStation Four did coming off of that same speed because. PlayStation 4 just had this constant, you know, constant rolling treadmill of releases that like kept the kept the mainstream interest going, and I just don't see that in the lineup. And maybe that will change with the direct. Maybe the directs already happened, and by the time anybody's watching this on you know, possible, on YouTube, on YouTube yeah. it's, it's, it all sounds crazy. Yeah, but like yeah. right now, what I'm looking at, I don't see this being as a, it's not as electrifying a year in sports entertainment. As uh, <laughs> as it would as it was last year, and I think that's going to impact sales, just in the sense that, uh, and I feel pretty comfortable in that, just in the sense that it's not like there's a lot of people that desperately want switches now that couldn't get them before because yeah. Nintendo did meet demand pretty well with product. Um, so I just don't see it keeping that fever pitch with the release schedule they have this year. Okay, uh, my first prediction is that PUBG will absolutely come to PlayStation Four. Uh, that may not seem like a very bold prediction. Uh, but if you've looked at kind of the reports coming out from the studio and kind of Xbox, you're kind of led to believe that this exclusive deal is is not as temporary as people maybe mm -hmm. think it is. But I think absolutely that PUBG will come out on PlayStation 4, in Q4. I think Microsoft ultimately will get a year's exclusivity, and you'll see PUBG on PS4 December of 2018, almost a year to the day after it came out on Xbox One. I think Microsoft probably had to cough up a huge amount of coin just to get this exclusive for a year. Um, and by then, I think Microsoft will feel like, well, look, we're already the PUBG console. Uh, and we'll feel like it's spent enough. And uh, provided, the caveat being, if Microsoft buys the studio, which I still think is kind of possible... Um, if it were smart, maybe it would, but then you're starting to see, like, Paladins, like, now it has a Battle Royale mode, here come more and more clones, um, and that may be a part of it, too, is that by then, maybe Microsoft is like, you know what, there's so many games that are doing this now, mm. it's not worth securing the exclusive for much more than a year, so... So instead, here's Fable Royale. Right, <laughs> 
So I think by the end of the year, I don't think we're going to get it soon, but I think by the end of the year you'll see PUBG on mm. PlayStation 4. No one's I mean, didn't they say something recently about how, like, oh, Sony's really strict about... The game's quality, like, yeah, quality. <laughs> That's what that was so hilarious. It's like, really, <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's like the lamest excuse. And also, it's like, man, Legend of uh, was it Life of Black, Black Tiger, Tiger got on there, <laughs> like, and you really, hmm. <laughs> well, that is not what Sony said. Sony said that it like its quality standards were too stringent, and that's why it isn't on like its platform. Isn't mm-hmm. that what happened? I guess, but I Life of Black Sony Tiger is still there. Right, yeah, it's right. No, yeah. I thought it was one of the dead. Well, no matter what, it's bullcrap. Clearly, but... clearly conversations happen. Yeah. So, and this, and, but we'll see. I mean, yeah. I don't, even if it doesn't come out this year, I bet we'll know about it. No, at the very least, I think it'll be announced. But yeah. I think it will make it out. Unless Microsoft, but it doesn't look like Microsoft's going to do It looks like Tencent has the inside track on that. I'm purchasing them, yeah. yeah. It seems to be that way anyway. So we'll see. Uh, what's your second prediction, Matt? Uh, my second prediction is that... Um, it's a bit of a long one, I guess. But the second prediction is that EA is going to claim that it learned its lesson. Especially, like, I think we're going to see, like, a big Mia... And they come out, Mia, like, official statement. Yeah, like a Mia culpa at, the, like, the E3 press conference where they're like, we heard you and we know, you know we all, <laughs> we we all want you. the greatest game. <laughs> but they're going to prove they didn't learn anything uh, by microtransactions put in something. Like, okay. like they're going to do it again and they're going to do it as bad or, or in a different way that's just as bad. And you're, we're all going to be like, well, they were, they didn't learn anything. And I, my guess would be that would probably be Anthem. Yeah, yeah that seems like the. Obvious I mean, obviously, candidate. the game design of the game is my, obviously that might switch palatable. Slip, obviously, to that might slip such to such nefarious spring. practices. And obviously, like Anthem is might and or probably will slip to spring. Um, but like, I just feel like they're going to do something to, to bork this up. Like it, like, and it'll <laughs> still be worth playing. It'll still, you know, it'll be like. It still won't be like, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to refuse to play Anthem because they did. But they're going to do something that just makes you go, guys, why? Stop. Like, you know. I mean, the funny thing is, is that like with all the uproar of loot boxes, like what I've noticed is that they don't really bother me. Like, no. I, I feel like they bother me more on the principle than the actual practice. Right. Well, because it's a predatory. Uh, Marketing tactic, right? Which but is it's like annoying. for how I actually play games or interact with games, like I rarely they they don't bother me. Like they right. don't really do anything to me that I find negative. I realize that there are other people out there that it does really bother, and I can see where some people may be in situations where it's it's bad. Mm-hmm. But for the way I play games and how often I get to play games, it really is kind of irrelevant to me. So it's kind of funny that it has ultimately become like the biggest story of 2017. Really was like loot boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it's like. You know, even if they had loot boxes and Anthem. That would make some people not buy the game. For me, I, whatever. I'm like, I can't wait to play BioWare's <laughs> new game. Like, I'm playing that thing. I don't care. The, it could be a loot box on the box for the game, and I would still buy Anthem. Yeah, I'm just, I wonder how, like, I don't know what the, you know, the internal politics of it will be. Whether BioWare lost some kind of clout internally because of how Andromeda turned out. Like, you know, we don't know. Like, what's... How hard EA can push if EA, you know, maybe they did learn something. Maybe they did realize that that's not the maybe. Maybe the phone call from Bob Iger, the head of Disney, scared the hell out of them to some, to a degree that we needed them to be. Because I think EA is really the only company that's doing loot boxes so egregiously wrong. Yeah. Uh, and maybe, they, but I, I just we see the same behavior from that company over and over and over, and it will not surprise me at all if 
you know, we get a big production of like, oh, we're with you guys and we love the gaming and we, you know, we know you love single player games, so da 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 da. And in the end, it's just all business as usual. So my second prediction for 2018, mm. and this one may, I don't know, we'll see what you think about this. My prediction is that Grand Theft Auto 6 will be officially announced this year. We all know it's coming, obviously. It's, right. We, we know Grand Theft Auto 9 is coming eventually. But I think this is the year where Take-Two finally says, hey, it's coming. Maybe gives us a, like the first image of the art or whatever, mm -hmm. the logo. Um, maybe even shows the trailer for it. It's been five years since mm -hmm. the last game came out. Uh, usually right around now is when Rockstar finally starts. And look, Red Dead Redemption 2 is coming out. Yeah, it'll be after Red Dead Redemption 2 Oh, absolutely. Comes out. Absolutely. Once Red Dead Redemption 2's out, it's had its first month of sales, I think then we finally start hearing something mm. about Grand Theft Auto 6. Yeah, I don't think that's super crazy. Like, I think, you know, at the very least, after Red Dead Redemption 2 comes out, we're going to start seeing something about Rockstar's next project, and it seems pretty pretty sensible to think that that would be the next GTA. Yeah. I mean, I know Packer's been talking about, like, Midnight Club and all this other stuff, but... It's Grand Theft Auto. That's yeah. what's going to be Midnight the next Club. big game. Who wants Midnight Club? I don't know. Yeah, I like... don't know where he came up with that. It's so funny. It was like one of the first episodes we ever shot. And he, that was one of his predictions. So, uh, yeah. And I think, look, Grand Theft Auto V has, has finally run its course. Let's be honest. Like, it, it has milked yeah. that game They're getting for that last, all its That worth. last big heist DLC out with the, the, the flying DeLoreans and yeah. the... All that stuff. So it's like what's it's left. A good, for you? It's a nice big send off. It is absolutely, um, and I just think the timing's lining up. Uh, I don't think it'll be E3 because what is the release date for Red Dead Two? Like June. I, well, there's no solid one, but there was a leak that said June. I think June eighth. So E3 ish. E3 around there. But again, like I think you know, it so maybe at E3 we could get be around something. E3. I bet around. If, if no. you're right, I think around E3 we would get a logo. Because that's yeah. pretty much what we got for GTA Five. Because I remember the logo popped up, and everyone was trying to analyze the fact that it had five dollar bills right, on it, and right. kind of oh, yeah, it was, so I, something like that wouldn't surprise me. And, but actually, to contradict myself, I don't think it'll happen at E3 because Rockstar will not share that stage with anyone. Oh, but that, it but will that, wait that, and do its own thing for Grand Theft Auto Five. So it'll be like in July. Or but that something did like happen that. around E3, the GTA. 5 It did, thing. yeah. It absolutely did. Yeah, so, I just don't think it will happen at E3. It will wait. No, it'd be around the time. It'll of. wait for the dust to clear a little bit. So anyway, that's my second prediction. What's your last prediction, Matt, for 2018? Um, my other prediction, last prediction, is that Xbox One exclusives will remain anemic. For the for this year, I think that we just proved that out. Yeah, we kind of did. <laughs> um, but in well, terms I mean, of like, look, you know, we don't know what happens. In the, we don't know what happens in the second half of the year. There's announcements to be made, and you know, at E3 or whatever. But I still think they're trying to get back on track. But I think it's going to be 2019 before we start really seeing any kind of, you know, any any of the new leaf. And uh, your other option is like at E3, you start they start announcing stuff way far out. And the last time they did that, a bunch of stuff got canceled before we ever saw it. You saw you got Scalebound, you got Fable Legends, you got, I mean, that's no guarantee that that's going to actually hit the schedule, you know? Yep. So I think uh, they got to hold those cards closer to their chest until they're, they're sure these things are going to be, not be vaporware, which means you, you, you got, you, we got to, you know, the Xbox fans, gotta, we got to power through one more year of just <laughs> bleh. It may be more than one Maybe more, more year. But, but at the very least, until we get to the point where Microsoft starts showing stuff that's like, hey, this is the new, the new normal. 
um, the old normal is going to still be in effect for 2018 for Microsoft. I, I b- absolutely believe that. Uh, my last prediction for 2018 is, and this one contradicts your first prediction, mm-hmm. a little bit at least. My prediction is that the Switch will outsell the PlayStation 4 in 2018. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty bold prediction. Yeah. Um, and that is knowing, obviously, the software lineup for Switch. But I think where my opinion of Switch differs a little bit with you is I don't think that everybody who is hype about Switch has got a Switch yet. Uh, and this is all based on anecdotal evidence of me being in four or five different cities on the East Coast over the last couple of weeks uh, with different family members, all different ages. Uh, it's what everyone is talking about. Everybody knows I'm, I work in games. I'm into games. Mm-hmm. So when I come around, they always ask me their one burning question. And the two questions I got from everybody was, hey, how's that new Star Wars game? And two, what's up with Switch? Mm. And that was from all age ranges. Like, all my buddies who are in fantasy football leagues with me on the East Coast, they've been text messaging me, calling me for, like, two weeks straight, saying, okay, well, where can I find a system? Can I get any... Like, half of them managed to find a Switch. The other half haven't. They're still on the hunt looking for it. Um, When they got it, they were calling me on Christmas Day saying, how do I set up, like, the online and all this kind of stuff? I haven't seen anything like this for a long time. And so, in my opinion, I don't think the hype and the kind of that huge, like, I don't know, critical mass moment for Switch is over yet. And so, I think there's a lot of people out there who still want it. I also think there's a lot of people who, we look at the software lineup this year, it's not great, what we know right now. But there's a lot of people who still haven't got it, and they will buy, they'll be happy to play Zelda and Mario still, so and Mario Kart for that matter, which was actually the most popular game that my circle of friends <laughs> bought with their Switch, which I was kind of surprised by, even though I told them to get Mario or Zelda. So I still think the wave is still cresting. I don't think it's it's really hit that yet. I think it's uh, it's still building, and I think 2018 is going to keep building momentum. And uh, I think even though maybe people aren't interested in a lot of games we talked about earlier in the show. I think they're just going to see that they're coming and be like, oh, and look, there's all these other games coming too. Uh, Two Game of the Year candidates from last year. Uh, I think, and I also feel like PlayStation 4 at this point has kind of crescendoed. It did, I think it still did, it still was the bestseller in November of Mm -hmm. last year. Uh, It was pretty close though. And I think the supply constraints are going to be not a problem at all this year for Switch. I think you'll be able to find them in stores readily. I think it'll be close but I do think that ultimately the Switch will move more hardware uh, worldwide in 2018. Mm. See, I think um, when people ask me, because a lot of people ask the same question, not yeah. as much interested about Battlefront 2, though. Uh, no? Um, That's what a lot of people well, Everybody asked me, and, and my answer was always the same, and it's going to remain the same for the next year. How do you feel about Mario and Zelda? Yeah. Because there's nothing else. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. On the, yeah. I mean, with the exception of Pokemon, and it's yeah. like... You know, and Smash Brothers is not that. Smash Brothers, no, is, Smash Brothers for the fans. Smash Brothers for the people that the early adopters who bought the Switch want that Smash Brothers on that new system that carry yeah. around with them, etc. Um, Smash, you know, just like you know, just like the the the, the diehards were saying, oh, Splatoon Two is going to move Switches. No, it's not. Yeah, that I doesn't knew that matter. was not the case. But... Um, and uh, Smash Brothers, same. Smash Brothers is a nice to have, uh, and it's going to help if you're like, oh, I'd like to play Smash Brothers. But like, I think uh, if you're a diehard Smash Brothers player. You bought a Wii U. You had a Wii U, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And um, with the exception of that possible Pokemon game, I just don't see anything left to build that wave. Like, and I think you are going to still see people in in the you know. That's why I said slow down, not crash. I think right. you're going to still see people buying it and interested in 
you know, catching. There's always going to be the people that are, you know, a little, you know six months behind. Um, but in terms of, like, energizing new groups of people to, to want it that didn't want it before, like, I, I don't see what's going to do that. Unless that Pokemon game revolutionizes things real quick. I think it's just the hardware. People are just excited about the hardware. The ability to dock it, watch, play it on your TV. I know, it's crazy. Like, I never dreamed people would get so excited about it. But, you know, just... I've seen phenomenons like this before. Like, with the DS. And, like, the first 3DS. Like, you can tell when you go out places and you see people using this stuff in public. And See, I've never seen that. Really? I haven't seen anyone using a Switch in public. I, I have, like, over and over. I saw it over Now, I haven't been on a plane recently. Yeah. But... And that's, that's what spurred me on to believe this, is seeing that this thing is becoming a thing uh, and having just people who only buy a couple video games a year asking me about it, like, over and over again. Uh, I just think that I'm starting to see all the signs of something that has legs beyond sort of its launch period so we'll see, see I, th I think you're still looking at the launch period legs there so you know because because again has been almost the a conversation year. is not going to change beyond mario and zelda like there's nothing to supersede those games coming in the next year you're absolutely right so, but i think that's enough for new buyers to still want to buy it maybe i think a lot of those people have already bought it so we'll see what's left. We'll see how, how we'll see what the what the lag time is beyond like kind of the more more plugged in demographic and the people that like make actually make these things hits. It's only sold five million in the U.S. so far. Yeah, that's a small number. There's still a lot of gamers left out there to buy a Switch. Yeah, or it's not as interesting to people as we think it is. Or or actually, it is it is as interesting to people as we initially thought it was going to be. Well, yeah. <laughs> Because we, I think we were both surprised at how popular it was last year. So so that's it. Those are our predictions for 2018. We'll be back next year, hopefully, to confirm that we are right about every single one of them. Mm. <laughs> we'll see. Pretty uh, sure I'm still right about that Star Citizen thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's move on. We're going to talk next about our video game resolutions. These are things in gaming that we want to change for the new year. Uh, maybe kick some bad habits away and pick up some better new ones. Uh, or maybe just changes that we want to make or different things that we want to play that we aren't, aren't normally playing. Matt, what is your first gaming resolution for 2018? Uh, my first gaming resolution, uh, which is interesting because like, I hadn't thought of anything like this before you texted and said, Give me, I'm like, my what? <laughs> um, I would like to resolve to finish the JRPGs I start. <laughs> which, That's a tough order, though, man. It is. They're but, all so freaking long. But I, like... I tried to recall the last one I finished, and beyond Persona 5... That's a big one, though. I can't remember the last <laughs> one I finished. I really can't. I don't blame Pro you. It might be Xenoblade 1. Yeah. It might be Xenoblade Chronicles 1. I believe that might be, I, and that It's was, hard to finish That was, what, these five games, years man, ago? Because a lot of times they're so repetitive, and... Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't blame you one bit. And Even why the do ones you want I... to resolve to start finishing them though do you feel like an empty part in your soul because nah, i just you feel haven't... like some of these things I, I just move on to other things and never finish them and also like maybe to make me more careful about which ones i start yeah um but like, like i really like trails in the sky uh you know the first one of those i never finished it because it's so damn big yeah so damn long it's intimidating and i and i just never go back to it because i'm i know i'm gonna go back and be like wait what how does that work i don't know yeah and, I, <laughs> and just yeah i gotta stick and i'm i what's in my head on this mainly is nino kuni too yeah where i'm like you're man, basically I saying i need to finish that i game need to make sure i get through that game gotcha gotcha so okay. uh and and then just sort of be a little more attentive to what i'm starting and just sort of leaving on the table 
in terms of the JRPGs. Because I'm, I know I'm not going to finish Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Yeah. I already know. I you already I, know. <laughs> I haven't booted that game up in two weeks. So I admire you. I would never commit to that resolution. <laughs> Well, that's the nice a tough, thing that's about a tough one to the nice thing about resolutions is if you fail to meet them, the only person you can disappoint is yourself, and I don't really care. So, <laughs> it's your idea. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my first resolution for 2018 gaming resolution is to use VR to get back into shape. So I came up with this resolution, looking at our predictions from last year, mm. seeing what I looked like exactly 12 months ago, to see what I look like now. I was like, holy cow. I don't know how it happened. Like, I haven't changed my eating habits. Maybe I exercise a little less. Maybe it's more time stress, sitting stress. up. Stress. That may stress be it, Stress hormones actually. can make you retain weight. That may be it. I mean, I went through a lot of stress the last year, and maybe that was part of it. But uh, I have resolved to make sure that when this show rolls around next year, I look like I did la- more, at least more closely to I did hmm. than how I did last year than how I look right now. Uh, I was shocked to see. Because it's like, you know, when you see yourself in the mirror every day, you don't notice, like, the mm-hmm. small change. And then just to see, like, literally one year ago what I looked like to what I look like now, I was like, oh, my gosh, what's happened to me? So there, I know there's no way I'm going to go to a gym every day. So I'm not delusional enough to be this person who's like, I'm going to go out and buy a gym membership, and I'll be the guy who buys the membership and then just never goes a week and a half later. We have a treadmill at our place. I started using that for a while. It's so freaking boring. I think VR is something that I can stick to. Uh, I just purchased Spark which is kind of like that tennis, mm-hmm. like racquetball game. It gets you up and gets you moving. Um, so I'm hoping that that's something that I'll stick with. And maybe I'll even do like reports or whatever here and there. Maybe create like a, like recurring segments where I give an update on how I'm doing and that type of thing. But uh, I'm at the point where I, gotta, I need to get like into healthy habits. I need to make sure I'm healthy overall. And I'm not on this like yo-yo of lose weight, gain weight, whatever. So... That's one of my big resolutions. I know it's generic. Everyone's like, get in better shape for the new year. Uh, but I'm committed to this one, and we'll see how it goes, and I'll try to report to you guys uh, whenever yeah, I get I've some seen results. articles about, like, you know, buying particular VR games to create a regimen for various things. There's like, a PR person that used to work at Telltale, Job. Mm. Uh, he has used VR to lose weight, and he lost, like, 60 pounds in, like, eight months or something, which is pretty amazing. I don't need to lose that much. I just need to cut like 20 or whatever. But uh, it's it gets a lot more challenging the older you get to cut mm-hmm. weight. It used to be I could literally work out for a month and just it would just fall off. I don't think that's going to be the case anymore. It's going to have to be something that I stick to and I work hard mm-hmm. at. So We do have advantages there because we are boys. It, you're right. You're absolutely right. It is easier for us to do that. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. I'm going to try to stick to it as long as I can. Uh, what's your second resolution for 2018? Second resolution is to... Uh... Progress uh, further on my ability to ignore trophies and achievements, because so this is something you've already been working at. I'm getting there. I mean, I've, I've uh, you know, there was a time, especially in the 360 era, where um, you know, achievement hunting was a, a big deal. I, you know, I, I, you know, my friends and I online, we had a group, and we, you know, do all the multiplayer stuff, get a thousand out of a thousand on things. It was a big deal. One of my friends from that group still, I mean, he has like 140 thousand something Microsoft, like you know, Xbox reward points or whatever. And they're all thousand of. I mean, he has. I think he has maybe two or three games that are not hundred percent completed. And those are because the achievements became ungettable. Like they became online achievements that were broken or something. I just talked with Colin Moriarty about this yesterday. Oh, yeah? He is a huge, huge trophy and achievements hmm. guy. And like, I love so much so that he makes like sacrifices in his life to get trophies and achievements. 
Yeah, I, I mean, there was a time uh, where I'm like, no, I can't go out. Got to do Assassin's Creed Brotherhood multiplayer tonight, you know, yeah. like just to get the achievements and just to like, you know, we'd, we'd have like the, the private lobby set up where we're doing all the stupid things to try, you know, everybody jump off the jump off the the roof and kill and kill him over and over and over and over, you know, just like intentionally doing that to get the, you know, kill 10 people aerially or whatever. Yeah. thing. And um, it was just, it's mind numbing, you know. And that changed a lot for me this generation because it became a lot harder to see each other's trophies and achieve. You know, it used to be a real, like a one click almost. Be like, yeah. oh, let's compare compare things. Like, oh, it's, I used to go through and see who's got this and who's got that. And like, it's just so buried now that like no one even. I mean, no one looks at the other. No, when was the last time you looked at anybody's anyway. trophies or achievements? I never really do. Anyway, I wouldn't even know where to look yeah, on Xbox One, where yeah. to find them. You know. And so, you know, I still use kind of the trophies as sort of a roadmap to, like, do little stupid tricks and, like, kind of realize like, where this is and how far I am through the game or whatever. Uh-huh. But I'm really trying... I, I would really like to kind of fully have that off my back and, like, not worry about that and just play the damn game. I don't care about trophies or achievements at all. Like, uh, I got over it very quickly because in last generation, I was playing everything on debugs. Right. And so I was literally just flushing trophies down the toilet uh, and once I got over that whole mental thing of like, well, they don't matter to me because I can't really collect them. I'm not playing these games again just to get the trophies or achievements. Mm-hmm. That kind of got me over the hump, and I haven't really cared about them since. And the other part, too, is that I, I have to hide trophies because I'm playing games early, and a lot of times when you get code mm-hmm. early, they're like, you need to hide your trophies because we don't want people to see them. So I just leave them hidden, so it just doesn't even matter to me. I have broken free. <laughs> uh, let's see. My last gaming resolution for 2018 is I want to upgrade my PC to play more PC games. So my card is pretty good. I have a GTX 1080. Um, I need better RAM. I need a better processor. I have like an i5, like mm. basically bottom of the barrel i5. So Sounds like you should probably go AMD. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> You don't want another Intel apparently yeah. <laughs> after what's happened the last couple of days. Uh, the other thing I've noticed is working on Sifted, you realize pretty much every game is released on PC first. At least, like, all the, in- all the indie stuff is always released on PC first. Right. Um, and I just feel like I need to dedicate more time to playing PC games. And if I had a better rig, I think I would do that more. Uh, I just got a, a, a great mouse. for the, I, the first time in my life, I got a gaming mouse. Like, a badass, like, can weight the bottom of it. And has, like, all, you can program every button. Like, it's awesome. Uh, I love my new mouse. I've had a gaming... I have one right here, but I've had a gaming keyboard at home for a really long time. Um, Is that... Oh, look, here we go. Important updates are pending from Microsoft. (laughs) Hmm. Oh, that's been there for hours. Oh, (laughs) I didn't even realize it. Um, So, yeah, I I feel like I need to dedicate more time. And plus, I just should be doing more PC gaming anyway. And I would like to play more third-party games on PC, obviously with better performance and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I just want to get into that more. So that's one of the things I want to change. Except when it's not. Except when... Exactly, except when it's not. Uh, so that's something I want to change. And I wouldn't mind getting good with the mouse and keyboard and shooters again. Um, I've kind of fallen out of mm. my, my skills. Used to be really good with that. And they're yeah, just I don't even terrible. do that, even though I play on PC. I just, you use a controller. I use a controller for like single-player stuff on PC, yeah. Wow. Because I don't, I, don't, I don't find the, the mouse and keyboard to be all that fun. Only anymore. for first-person shooting. I wouldn't use it for a third, any third-person games. Yeah, well, but. I use it for like Wolfenstein 2. I played on PC with a controller. Did you? Wow. Yeah. I would not try. I did not play like Titanfall 2 multiplayer with a controller because you're yeah. just going to get killed. You would, yeah. But uh, I did play Titanfall 2's uh, campaign with a controller. Wow, interesting. So I would rather play with a controller most of the time. 
All right. So that's it for our resolutions <laughs> for 2018. We'll see you next year, and we'll see if we actually managed to uphold those. Uh, we didn't do resolutions last year. I no. would have checked up and seen what we, uh, what we, if we actually hit any of our targets. Uh, and then lastly, this is just kind of a, a housekeeping thing. Um, our fantasy football league concluded this year, and I wanted to show you. So last year's champion was very generous. Mr. McWomble bought this wall of fame for the Sifted Fantasy Football League. And this is our real fantasy football league, by the way. This isn't the gaming fantasy league that Matt and I do. This is real fantasy football. Um, I did not win. Yeah. In fact, I did not win a single fantasy football league this year. Wow. I was in the conference championship in three out of four, made the playoffs in all four, made the bowl in two, and lost both. Um, this league, the Sifted League in particular, uh, I was the leading scorer in the league. The next closest owner was 100 points behind me. The person who won, I want to make sure I read his name correctly because he's going to get his credit here, Peter Vesti. He finished the season with a losing record at 6-7. and seven. He didn't even realize that he had made the playoffs. You keep flipping the cameras on me, Sam. He, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't even realize that he had made the playoffs. And I sent him a message and said, yo, bro, you made the playoffs. You might want to start your team. He replied like two days later. He's like, oh, thank you. Oh, my God. He ended up beating me in the championship game. After So what happened was I lost two of my players, my starters, the week before the championship. Antonio Brown, who's pretty much the best player in all of fantasy football, and a Pittsburgh Steeler, so it was double bad, and Rex Burkhead, my running back. I lost both those guys before the championship game. Had no one to take his place because it's a 12-team league, and uh, he beat me. And so someone who was 6-7, and seven, barely made the playoffs, won Sifted's fantasy football league this year. So congratulations to you, Peter Vesti. We have this plaque, which we'll be adding your name to, and there's a trophy that McWomble has, and he's going to have to send that to you, and you'll be able to keep that trophy for the next year until another cramp, uh, champion is crowned. So another great year of Sifted Fantasy Football. I want to thank you all. Also, you also have to put McWomble's yep, name McWomble in there? McWomble still yeah. needs to be etched in there as well. So uh, I just want to thank all you guys for playing. We did have a 12-team league this year. Last year we had 10. I hope you guys had a lot of fun. I know some of you guys, it was your first year, and it can be frustrating, but stick with it. Once Now you kind of learn the ropes. You'll see you'll be better at draft next year, and it'll be more fun. I personally, after this fantasy football season, almost completely quit it. I, I, I have the worst luck. I've had the worst luck in fantasy football for two years in a row. Um, it, it's, it's a diabolical hobby, so be careful. Hmm. <laughs> Make sure you proceed with caution before you get into fantasy, because there is a lot of luck involved. You can be really good at it. And there's no guarantee that you're going to win. And that's what happened to me this year in pretty much every league. So That was kind of how, yesterday I, I caught up on my XCOM 2 expansion. Yeah. That's kind of how that is, too. It's like 88% chance to hit. Nope, you missed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, right. you're all dead. No, Sorry. that's what I happened think, to me, yeah. literally. For two years in a row now, I've dominated pretty much every league I've been. And I've won no championships. Hmm. It's just been uncanny how I have not won. It's freaking me out a little bit. So... With all the other stuff that's happened to me in the last two years, I'm just like, what is going on? Like, I've I feel like said, I've always said, if I created you as a character in like D and D, your your luck stat would be like one or negative like five. <laughs> it's really bizarre. But uh, anyway, uh, get some serious dice pool penalties. Going I, know, on I don't here. know what's going on. Anyway, congratulations, Peter Vesti. Uh, you did persevere and you did win the Sifted Fantasy League. So it's time for our trailer of the week. Um, obviously, we are not live streaming the show today, but 
I was on chat a little earlier uh, explaining to people the problems we were having with our TriCaster and did have them uh, punch in a couple questions into our chat. So we do have a few questions to answer, but the Q&A will be a lot shorter than normal. Also, this was a terrible week for trailers. There were, Matt, there were only a grand total of seven video game trailers released this week. And then I was like, okay, well, I'll go back another week. And that was like Christmas week. And there was only like five released that week. So the slimmest of pickings, but we do have a really quick, cool game to show you guys. It is a game called The Messenger. And if you're a fan of 8-bit or 16-bit Ninja Gaiden, you are going to love this game. Check it out. That's Ninja Gaiden, all right. Yeah. <laughs> pick that one up before the C&D hits, maybe. I don't know. Like, <laughs> That's as blatant a ripoff as it gets. <laughs> but look, it's not like Koei Tecmo is going to make a new Ninja Gaiden. No, not, not a like, 2D it's one. It's also not like you can copyright ninjas. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that game looks hot. It's only announced for PC right now. I'm assuming other platforms will uh, yeah, be coming on down the line. disseminate. Yep. Uh, let's see. Our first question is from Looney on the Loose. What was the best thing you did over the Christmas New Year's period that wasn't games related? Ooh. Hmm. Well, I was going to say that I taught my niece to play chess. That's pretty good. That's which was not a video game, it is game related. Yeah. And it does say games related, not video games. Yeah, I assume related. I assume they mean video game related. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Part of my outcome was like, you should probably just get her a, a, an app. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. Um, hmm. Uh, I made some pretty good cinnamon rolls. That's awesome. It was kind of a, kind of a low-key holiday, yeah. really. Yeah, Is go, that your answer? I'll go, yeah. Those are pretty good cinnamon rolls. All right. Uh... Let's see. I think seeing Star Wars was one of the best things that happened to me over yeah, the holidays. You had Star already Wars. seen it. I already saw it. So I did not, and I, I absolutely loved it. Uh, but probably the biggest thing that happened was on, and I was already back from the holidays, but my, my brother had a son on January 2nd, uh, so I am an uncle once again for like the 10th time at this point. Uh, but the, he was supposed to have his baby at the end of January, and it came early on January 2nd. So that's a big deal. Not only that, it was a son, which means that the Satterfield name will move on, mm. uh, which is a really big deal for our family. So I guess that would probably be the biggest thing that happened to me, other than just seeing old friends and seeing family and my mom and all those people that I don't get to see. I literally see like once a year. So getting to see my relatives and my, my mom and my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, uh, my sister-in-law, all that stuff was probably the best part for me. 
because I don't get enough time with those folks. So let's see what else we got here. Um, uh, oh, someone's wanting an update on what's happening with the site. So I don't know if any of you guys have went to Patreon lately, but our Patreon was decimated. Uh, literally, right before the turnover on January 1st, people decided to take away Christmas gifts. And yeah, you, like, want, you want to talk about nosedive. Yeah, seriously. Our Patreon just got hammered. Like people, You would think people would be like, oh, it's Christmas. Like, <laughs> Here you go. Nope. People were the exact up. They were the Grinch, apparently. A lot of people just bailed on our Patreon like right before the turnover on January 1st. Um, I don't have to say at this point. I mean, we did our Patreon drive. It did like nothing. That 12-hour drive, it literally did nothing. We are giving away free stuff where people could have just pledged a dollar to get free stuff and people wouldn't pledge a dollar to get the free stuff let alone to support us so uh the truth of the matter is is like we need a huge boost in our in our patreon that's all there is to it um we're like at this point i think it's at like 49 or 4800 or something like that i don't even remember it got so bad i just got depressed and stopped looking at it um and uh, like i said i'm on colin uh moriarty's podcast this should be going up soon. His Patreon's at like, it's just insane. It's like mind boggling. He makes like $50,000 a month to do two podcasts. Hmm. It just blows my mind. I'm like killing myself, like creating all these shows. He has like no rewards really for his patrons. And he just, he makes 50 grand a month. It, I don't know what I gotta do. Maybe I, there's nothing I can do at this point. Maybe this is the universe's way of saying, yo bro, like, you got to do something else, because I'm killing myself. I'd be at... very disappointed if the universe said, yo, bro. <laughs> I think everybody would. But I don't know. I don't know what to do. It's like, I look at all these other Patreons. People are putting out, like, one show a month, or, like, our output, like, dwarfs most Patreons, and it just doesn't matter. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, we're pretty much at rock bottom. If it loses any more, like, things are not going to end well. So... Um, I, I mean, honestly, like a lot of sifters have left because we didn't lose. The crazy part is we haven't lost that many people. Like the number of patrons is still kind of the same. But a lot of the people who went from sifted over to Patreon were pledging a lot of money. And when like 10 of those people go, the total goes just mm -hmm. through the toilet. And that's really what's happened. So uh, what, are, like, what, are, what are the odds on a new sponsor coming up? I don't know. I don't even know how to get sponsors. I don't have time to like call people like, hey, you want to spot? I just, mm. I'm on a squirrel wheel. It's like I work so hard and it just doesn't seem to matter is what it really is coming down to. And uh, I don't know, guys. Uh, I feel like we've tried everything. You guys have tried everything. You guys have been very supportive. And look, I'm not trying to guilt anybody who came from Sifted and left our Patreon. You guys have done more than enough already. But uh, the fact of the matter is like, we're way below the goal now. It has actually gone down like 800 or 900 bucks a month in the last month. And we put out more content in the last month or two than Sifted ever has. And it's not good enough. And we're putting up stuff on YouTube and we're everything on YouTube. They complain, oh, it needs to be broken up. Then I break it up and they complain about that. I, I just feel like I just cannot win uh, no matter what I do. So I don't know what to tell you guys. Uh, we're obviously here for another month. Uh, we'll see how the Patreon goes. Uh, if things are continue to go on a downward trend, I'm probably gonna have to reevaluate uh, and to see where we go from there. But yeah, so there's your update. <laughs> I uh, came back from the holidays and saw our Patreon and almost cried. So I don't know what else to say about it, but if it doesn't go up, things are probably not going to last. So that's just being honest. Uh, what else? 
Uh, here's one from Tomb Raiders 11 in the last one. What surprise game announcement would you like to happen in 2018? Surprise game announcement? Yeah. Um, I would be pretty surprised if uh, Microsoft suddenly announced a new Fable. Nah. Is that something you'd want to see? Yeah. I like Fable. Okay. Like, like flaws and all. I've always liked the Fable games. Okay. My surprise game announcement would be Ninja Gaiden. Seeing the 8-bit, 16-bit version. Mm-hmm. Seeing Neo. I talked about uh, Neo with uh, Colin Moriarty yesterday for quite a while on his podcast. Um, I still think maybe Neo should have just been a Ninja Gaiden game. Because I feel like the franchise needs to evolve. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. would have been an evolution that would make sense. And probably wouldn't have completely angered fans of Ninja Gaiden. Um, but that would be for me. Like I want to see, after playing Neo and seeing how high quality it was, what Team Ninja now does with Ninja Gaiden. So that's what I want to see next. I want to see an announcement of the new Ninja Gaiden. So I think that's it, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've got our housekeeping done. Again, want to apologize about the stream. We'll try to get it fixed for next week. It may be that we have to start streaming on YouTube. Yeah, I'll just yell at the TriCaster people. And- <laughs> I'll try. I've been yelling at them. I fought with them all day yesterday. Um, but... Maybe moving to YouTube wouldn't be such a bad thing because is Twitch really working for us? Like, True. We have a much bigger following on YouTube. We, I feel like we've just been ignoring them. The one thing I would say, though, to folks who maybe are freaking out over what I just said about our Patreon is one thing that's been really nice is the revenue stream that we're getting from Twitch for Twitch Prime. Um, it has basically been consistently that we're getting an extra 200 bucks a month just from Twitch Prime, just from you guys connecting your Amazon Prime account with your Twitch account and then just subscribing to our channel. It costs you nothing. Uh, And we end up getting like $2 per person or whatever. And it's been a nice little extra revenue stream for us. So thank you very much for doing that. Excuse me. Keep doing that going forward. But if we move to YouTube, maybe that goes away. So maybe Twitch is working for us in some ways. I don't even know at this point. But uh, thanks for tuning in. Sorry you guys didn't get to watch this live. It's going to be a first viewing for everybody on the archive. Uh, But uh, Happy New Year to all of you. Hope you had a great holiday season. Hope 2018 brings everything that you want and more. Game Face is up and out.